Blog Talk Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. He's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I start doing anyhow, anyhow, anywhere beloved. Somebody say anywhere beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. Just put your head. Somebody scream. It's open to open your mouth and begin to pray the Holy Ghost.
That's what we said, a faithful God, a faithful Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Jehoshua. We thank you, mighty Lord, because you are good. You are a great God. You are awesome, God. Thank you, Jesus. You're taking care of us, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you are faithful, God. And you promise you'll be with us to the end of the day. Shalom. Shalom, my brother and my sister. Welcome to the Lord's hours. Hallelujah, brother in Christ, brother Elvis Zapata here with my brother Tony Serrano. Amen. We're here to share the word of the Lord with God's people. Amen. And the revelation of the Lord also. Thank you, Jesus, that he's given us in the last days before the return of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He's so awesome. He is so good. He is so great. He cares for us so much. Amen. He has preserved our lives for the last days before his return. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I believe we're going to have a great program tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to share something that I know will encourage people to continue to seek the Lord, to continue to get ready, endure, persevere. We are at the last of the last of the last before the return of the Lord. I believe we're about that six hours, six hours before um, they were preparing. When you read John 19, my brother and sister, verse 14 says that it was the preparation of the Passover about the six hours. And Pilate said unto the Jew, Behold your king. Behold your king. My brother and sister. But look when Pilate says this. Look at the time. Shalom, brother Joseph. Look at the time. This is John nineteen fourteen. It was about the preparation of the Passover. They have to have everything ready for Passover, which began at 6 o'clock Friday afternoon. It's been this way since the beginning. Shabbat begins at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And the Jewish people, as a tradition has been, as the commandment has been, to prepare everything, their meal, everything they're going to prepare, they're going to purchase, they have to purchase it before Passover, before that 6 o'clock afternoon. 6 o'clock is the, it, they can, they won't do anything after 6 o'clock. Whatever that needs to be done, it needs to be done by 6 o'clock afternoon. That's the Lord's Shabbat of the Passover, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to let Brother Tony say hello to the people. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah hello. Praise God. The Lord is good. Yes. He is here, and His presence is here, and and I know He wants to, He uh, He wants to minister today, you know, to to all of us, you know, that are here and the Lord that will be, you know, tuning in tonight, and and it's it's, it's precious. His presence is, is like His word says, it's fullness uh, of joy, you know, and He is good. Amen. Amen. Genesis two one says. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. On the seventh day, God ended all his work, which he had made. He rested on the seventh day from all 
his work which he had made. So God immediately is pointing to shower in the in, in he finished all his work in creation and he, and he set this foundational belief upon the Jewish people, his chosen people, to rest, rest. Verse three says, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctify it. Because he had rested from all his works that God had create, uh, created made. My brothers and sisters. Amen. So when we talked about the crucifixion of Jesus, my brothers and sisters, we talked about, we talk about here that he was, he was crucified according to Mark 15.25. That he was crucified about the third hour, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. According to Mark in fifteen twenty five. Hallelujah. Amen. You're welcome to come here. Amen, Clark. Jesus was crucified at three in the afternoon. My brother and sister on that Friday afternoon. Amen. According to Mark fifteen twenty five. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. Praise to God. And the reason why I bring this tonight is because I believe, my brother and sister, that what we're going to read in John 19 and Matthew 27 about the crucifixion of Jesus, this, this sixth hour talks about the sixth hour when the three days of darkness begin. Because the three days of darkness begin on Friday afternoon all the way to Sunday Morning, just like the crucifixion of Jesus. And I believe this is so significant. It's so prophetic. The crucifixion of Jesus is so prophetic that it's pointing to the three days of darkness. But there's something else I see here that I want to share with you tonight that I know it will bless your life. And it will have you thinking. You probably never heard it this way. You probably never heard it this way. Because you've been watching Hollywood movie about the crucifixion. But I'm going to show you that there's something missing in the movie and the movie about the crucifixion of Jesus. There's something they haven't mentioned because there's something they don't understand yet. And tonight we're gonna to share these things, my brother and sister, from the word of God. Out of the twelve disciples in the crucifixion of Jesus, according to John nineteen, John the Apostle is the only one there. Matthew was not there at the crucifixion. Neither was Peter. Neither was Mark. Neither was Luke. The only apostle that was there was John. And the Bible tells us so. The Bible tells us so in, in John 19. My brother and sister. It says that when they cry out, away with him, this is John 19:15. With him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. My brother and sister. And this is, this is right here, this is by choice. This is who, whom they wanted as a king. Not that, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you have to work, you're going to have to pray to the Lord and ask the Lord for direction 
to work on Sabbath and Saturday. Sabbath is for the Lord. Notice that here in John 19, they were doing all the preparation before Sabbath. It's the way the Jews understand the Sabbath better practically than anybody else. And they keep the Sabbath faithfully. They know that God established the Sabbath, so they keep it faithfully, and we, we have to strive to do the same, my brothers and sisters. Amen. So, so, they, they, so they said that Caesar was the king. Then he delivered him, therefore, unto them to crucify him, and they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into the place called the place of the skull, which is called the Hebrew Golgotha. Golgotha. And when they crucified him, the two others with him on the other side, and Jesus in the midst, and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. Writing was the writing was Jesus and Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And many of the Jews read the title for the place where he was crucified by nine to the city, and it was written in the Hebrew and in Greek and Latin. And they said to the chief priest of the Jews, to Pilate, Right now the the King of the Jews, but he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answers, What I have written, he had written, because he was the king. In reality, this is the authority, Brother Tony, yeah. that a king had. Yeah. Okay? Anything he wanted to, pretty much, you know, his word, you know, Pilate. Um, he could not overturn it. I believe legally he could not. Mm. Because it was, he was, he, I mean, he was a king. Yeah. And it's, it's he, he's the king. I so believe this, right? was this yeah. not like an executive order? I believe it was an executive order by this time, because he gave the order for this to be written, to be put on the cross, king of the Jew. And then the, the rabbi turns around back to him and say, hey, he said he was a king, but he, he was not a king, an example. Caesar is a king. But then Pilate said it will be this way. I mean, because he said, I have already, what I have written, I have written, he says. So to me, that's in the sake of the law. Because he was the one in charge of all crucifixions by Pilate. Yes. Yeah. His word was the law. Yeah. So it was like an executive law. So it could not be changed by him. It was like executive law. Another president will have to come in and, you know, as we know. Yeah. So it has to stay this way. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Lord. So going back to John 19... Verse 23, then the soldier, when they had crucified him, took his garment and made full part of every, to every soldier part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top of the, throughout. So what do you say about this coat, Brother Tony? Uh, you had said something earlier about the coat that was in Jesus, that it was okay. a coat of a king, you were saying. Yeah, uh, I saw this in the movie, but I haven't done much, you know. Research about yeah, this in the Bible. If, if it's in the Bible, but what they did was uh, uh, Herod, King uh, Herod, they, when they took him to King Herod, King Herod was mocking him and put his robe on Jesus. Mm -hmm. They were saying, you know, he, he, he was a king of Jews. So he started, uh, King Herod started laughing because, he didn't, you know, he didn't, at that moment, he didn't believe Jesus was a king, like the people were saying. So he put his robe, you know, his costly robe on Jesus, and on the on the movie it looked like those purple ones, you know the they say the purple ones is the most costly one, 
and tonight, if you if you are sitting, make sure you're sitting down right, because you're going to fall off your chair with some of the things we're going to say tonight. Amen. So it's one of those nine that we warn people before we say things. So go ahead, brother. You were saying? Yeah. And so, and that that's how it showed it. You know that he had that uh, he had King Herod's uh, uh, his like his coat. You know his his uh, his garment that he would wear as a king. You know, and so that's how it showed it. And so that's you know says it was very. They uh, did, you know, they cast lots on it, and so mm-hmm. that's telling you it was very costly. That what he was, what Jesus was wearing was, you know, it was it worth a lot, a lot of money, a lot Amen. of, you know, value. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, um, the the garment that they they tear, the soldier actually they says that the soldier, they 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 took the garment and made full part of it. Okay, so they they broke the garment. It's what it's what they tear the garment apart in full parts to sell it because it was so costly. It, it is believed that they did this, but a, a lot of people say that Jesus was poor and that his garment was poor. So some people think this is a mocking that they're doing this for, but I believe this if. If the garment was suspended, this is how they were going to make money out of it themselves. Okay? So, um, I believe it was suspended. Yeah. Okay? Because they wanted to they tear it apart to resell it. You know? Amen. Let me keep reading. The, so, they say, therefore, among themselves, let us not rent it, but cast it a lot for it, for it should be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which said... They parted my raiment among them, for my vesture did not cause luck. For my vesture, they did cause luck. These things, therefore, the soldier did. And again, who who said this was King David, right? Uh, yeah. And I'm yeah. sure a king garment was very costly. Yeah. Very costly because it was a king garment. Yeah. They, ne- they never wear nothing cheap. Everything was very expensive, costly. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. His word is so awesome. Now, therefore, verse 25, therefore stood by the cross, Jesus, his mother, his mother, sister, many, Mary, the wife of Clopa, uh, Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus, therefore, saw the, his mother and his disciples standing by whom he loved, notice who, who was the one that he loved that we know? It was John. John, yeah. John was the beloved disciple, my brother and my sister. Okay, so he was there, but not Peter, not not Matthew, not Luke, none of them, not Mark. Only, I believe it's something else, brother. Can you shake a minute? Only um, John. Only John was there, my brother and sister. And this is interesting because Matthew... Mark and and and, and uh, Luke wrote about this crucifixion. So, the question is, you know, they wrote about it. Who gave them to write about it? God. God did. So there's no contradiction in the Bible, but there's something here that I want you to see that I'm going to share with you tonight. That if you're not sitting down, you're going to fall. Okay, because it's very powerful. My brother and sister, and all this. 
Thank you, Lord. Remember that Mark says that the crucifixion happened at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay? Let me put this in the chat room for people to follow the verses. It happened, according to Mark, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. My brothers, that's when he was crucified. Because it had to happen before Sabbath, before the, 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 the Shabbat began at 6 in the afternoon. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. All right, so verse 37, Then said he to his disciples, Behold, my mother, and from that hour his disciples took her into his own home, John. And after this, Jesus, knowing that, knowing that all things were to be accomplished, notice that Jesus being under the cross, he knew all things. He's God. He has said to me, he knows all things. Okay? My brother, says, the Bible says that the Father is greater than him also. Okay, in case you're wondering, but he knows all things. My brother and sister. That this Christian might be fulfilled, said, I am thirst. And and now therefore, said there a vessel full of vinegar, filled with a sponge and the vinegar, and put it in the hyssop and put it in his mouth. And when Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, um, it is finished. And he, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Amen. Then the Jew, therefore, it was a preparation and so that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath. Okay, for the Sabbath day was high night, my brothers and sisters. So they will have to bury his body, which they did, before 6 o'clock in the afternoon, my brothers and sisters. Okay, by this time, by, by 6 o'clock, it was before 6 o'clock, Jesus had died. Jesus has been crucified, has been buried. So this was the, the thing here in John 19, that they had to bury him before 6 o'clock, okay? And to finish the story here, because we got to compare this to Matthew and see what Matthew says later on about the crucifixion, something that is so powerful here that I saw, my brothers and sisters, my Lord, my God. Thank you, Lord. God help us. But everything is so close, my brother and sister, for the return of Jesus. If you are not ready for his return, please repent. Please go and repent with the Lord. And repent every second of the hour. The Lord is about to return for his bride. The Bible says for his bride to have made herself ready. It is after each one of us to be repenting and seeking the Lord with all of our heart. Jesus is about to return. And it's closer than ever. A few days ago, I was telling my brother Tony, I wanted to remake my garden this year. My tomato did not come out as I planted. And I was planning how to make my garden with pieces of wood standing around. Maybe go to Low Home Depot and get the wood and, and design it differently this time. At least six, six, feet, six feet tall, I was thinking. Tall enough and, and make it different because I didn't like how they came out this year. My brother and my sister, this morning, I was talking to the Lord to take me to heaven. Right when I was going to ask, he said yes, and I thought that was so quick. Because right at the moment I was going to ask him, last time he said yes. Okay. So I, I kept praying with him in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Finished about 2.47 a.m. last night in my prayer. About two hour prayer. And, uh, okay. His presence was all over me, all over the room. 
So as I lay down in my bed, I still pray a little bit more, talking with the Lord, laying down. And I went to sleep this morning. I knew. I opened my eyes. I'm in heaven. I'm in front of this beautiful piece of land. And it were brothers and sisters there. It was after the rapture. My brother and my sister. And as I'm there, I see my brother Tony coming. And I noticed the peace in that place. That was the first thing I noticed, how peaceful we were. And to tell you the truth, I didn't want to come back to my body. And um, Brother Tony says to me, Brother Elvi, um, I thought you said you wanted to go ahead and make your garden. And I said, Brother Tony, um, you know, I was planning that on earth, but we're already up here. I was saying, we're already here in heaven. You know, that was my plan down on earth to have my garden. I was telling Brother Tony, but, you know, we're already up here. And Brother Tony said, what's the difference? This, this is like a perfect place to do this. Why don't we go ahead? Because I was thinking in heaven this morning, we don't have a law for home people here to get the wood. I don't know why that went through my mind, because that's, that's where I was planning to get the wood, even loads of old people. And I'm we're in heaven now. And I'm thinking, there's not a law of home people for me to get the wood. And Brother Tony said, Brother Elvi, like, what are you talking about? And he went ahead of me, right in front of me, and he went to get the wood. I looked at my right, but the band was there. He was like a young man. And Brother Ben says, he, he clapped his hand. Let's get our hand to work. And like, I remember Brother Ben telling me he didn't want to do no manual work here down here anymore because his body's been hurting and it's so difficult for him. But up there in his young body, he said, let's get our hand to work. And my brother and sister, and before I can go help my brother Tony, he already had like three or four um, of the tomato, what do you call those around, the plant of tomato? <laughs> and he was already, he went and got this beautiful wood, all cut, nice and beautiful, like it was already been painted. It looked to me like it was all beautiful wood, beautiful, beautiful wood, all ready to go better than any wood in Home Depot and Lowe's. The wood he had in his hand. And not only that, he was carrying like two or three hundred pounds of wood in, in his hand. Like he was carrying a feather, like like something that didn't weigh much. Like, I know my brother Tony's strong, but I didn't know he was that strong. <laughs> He's walking around with two or three hundred pounds, like like it doesn't even weigh a lot. And you grab the wood and you you move you move it to the location, you bring him and you're like and I'm looking at you like he's almost done I mean like he already done like half of it or a little less than half of me say but he was like and it was coming out so beautiful like how did he know I wanted it, this toe and that like every detail I was thinking you were already building exactly to that to the design that I was thinking you know how in heaven you, you know what someone likes or, or yeah. It, it, like you knew exactly what how I won, and like 
And I, I was saying to myself, as I was standing there looking at you doing it, you're doing it exactly how I wanted it. You know, that was another thing that caught my attention, you know. But I was saying in, in heaven this morning that I said, wait a minute, uh, we're supposed to come down to the great tribulation to help other, the people, the other brothers and sisters. And and then the Lord spoke to me and said, "You will, you'll go down in in, in the in the right in the right timing. It's not now, you, you know, like rest and do what you you know what you want, what you were planning. You know, get 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 it done, get it accomplished, and you'll go when when you know when the time comes. You know, and I, wow." But my surprising is that the rapture happened before my plan to have my garden. See, I was planning this garden, and and I remember saying, we're going to try to get this done. You know, next year I said, I want this wood to be this way, that way. See, and I'm not telling you that the rapture is, is tomorrow or day. Well, not, not put in day. I'm just telling you my how it happened, how everything went about this morning. How the Lord showed me this revelation this morning. So we don't focus on day and timing. Okay? But I was in heaven surprised how soon the rapture happened. I was looking back to the event of the rapture in heaven this morning. How soon it happened. Shocking and surprised that it happened so quickly. My brother, remember the Lord said to us for a year now that the rapture will happen sooner than what we think. So the Lord said yes. So what we've been thinking about the rapture. Because each and one of us has plans of what we want to do this year and next year. We have plans. We all have plans. Everybody have plans. You think in your head, you think in your mind. Yeah. We all have plans on what we want to do. It's a, it's a human nature to make plans. Yeah. You know, we all plan things. And I knew this morning in heaven that the rapture happened before they my plan to have my garden the way I wanted it. But now in heaven we were making a garden ourselves. And my brothers were helping me, which is awesome and encouraging. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. My brother and my sister. It is all so close. It's closer than what we think. Very soon the church won't be here. I'm just surprising because I remember Six, seven years ago, I would say, the Lord showed me that by this time, there will only be a few on the Lord's our brothers, and more sisters than brothers. And I knew there was a brother close to me, but he showed me that there will only be a few, not as many as we have before, before his return. So to me, that was a sign of his return. And I can see now how it is. It's closer than ever. People cannot imagine how close the Lord is to come. The Lord is telling us he is about to. The rash is about to happen now. And it's going to surprise people. It's going to caught people by surprise like they cannot even imagine. It's going to get a lot of people unprepared. It's going to get very few, few, few people prepared. But many will be unprepared because they're planning for the future. They're planning for 
I don't know how many years from now. And they're going to be caught unprepared. And they're going to get mad at God. Remember the Lord said to Sister Celestia, many will be mad at me. The Lord says to her, many will be angry with me. And the fact of the matter that we're about the time where people will be very angry at the Lord. And they're going to blame the Lord for whatever happens. But the Lord's been saying to us to be ready. Be in repentance or you won't be sorry. You're either ready or sorry. He wants us to be ready, my brother and sister, because it is the time. It is the time of his coming. Any day now, any hour, it's going to happen. I know a lot of people think we're being fanatic. We're being, um, um, we're bringing fear. But the only fear we're talking about, the fear of the Lord, not the fear, man. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. It's the fear of the Lord that we're supposed to have before his return. Because that's what's going to help us to be ready, the fear of the Lord, praying, fasting, and repent. His fear is what's going to help us to stay connected, communion and union with the Lord. My brothers and sisters, you don't want to stay behind saying, I could have been prepared. I could have been ready. I, could, I should have listened. I should have been repenting. I should have been fasting and praying. I should have consecrated my life to the Lord. Because that will be very sad. And the great tribulation, thinking about those things, while you're being chased by beasts, it's very hard. Yeah. Because you got to focus on your running and a place for you to hide and what you're going to eat for the next seven years, which will be barely nothing. Imagine I saw people months without eating in the Great Tribulation. Months. Not just a month. Without any food. They were skinny as you can see their bones. And they were holding their stomach because it hurt. When you go months without food, your stomach hurts. And, well, we're going to read it. We're going to read it. David went through it in Psalm 22. My brother and sister which is describe what is coming, what is about to begin. The great revelation is about to begin. So the Apostle Mark said that Jesus was crucified at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the Apostle John, who was there, says that by 6 o'clock, it all was already finished. Every, he was already uh, in the tomb, my brother and sister. According to John that was there, who was a witness, a faithful witness. But when we go to the Apostle Matthew now, my brothers and sisters, there are certain things here that have me thinking. Hey, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Yeshua. It says in verse 31 that after they had mocked him and took the rope over him, put on his raiment, led him away to crucify him, they came out, they found a man that's a ring, and it tells you that he helped him with the cross. Gogota gave him vinegar and all that. They crucified him, verse 35, part of his garment, casting the law that may be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, part of my garment among them, and my best of this cast lot, sitting down, watch him there. Okay, they watch him there. Uh, set up over his head, his accusation written as a king of the Jew. And, and there were two thieves that were crucified with him, one in the, in, the, in the right hand, the other one on the left. Those who passed by reveal him, waging their head, saying, 
Thou hast destroyed the temple, build it in three days. Say thy still, be the Son of God, cast down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priest mocking him with the scribe and the elder. And he say, uh, other himself, he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross. We will believe him. He trusted in God. He let him deliver him now. He will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thief also who was crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now, the sixth hour, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour. I want you to see something, my brother and sister. They crucify him. They bury him already. Okay? Shalom, Brother Miguel. Okay? Remember, Mark says that Jesus was crucified at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's Mark 15:25. John, who was there, the only apostle that was there, said that by 6 o'clock, John 19, he had been crucified and buried by 6 o'clock. He had been crucified and buried, and John was there in person. But I want you to see what Matthew says. This is, if you, you better be sitting down for this, okay? You better be sitting down for this. I want you to see what Matthew says. Okay, Matthew says on verse 45 first that the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land to the sixth hour, indication to the three days of darkness. Amen. I want you to read this, verse 45. In about the ninth hour, cry out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Sabatini, this to say, my God, my God, thou hast forsaken me. How can he cry out this? How can he cry out this if, he, if his body had already been buried? My brother and sister, how can Jesus cry out? About the nine hours. He was buried before the sixth hour. And Matthew say that at the nine hour he cried out with a loud voice. Eli Eli Lava Sabatini. That is to say, My God, my God, thou hast forsaken me. The apostle Peter said that he went to the lower part of hell. Okay? You know what people say that God has forsaken them? In hell. My brother and sister. Now, do you, do you want biblical proof about this tonight? Because I have it. I have the biblical proof of this. Before we go on. Thank you, Lord. So I feel you got to be sitting for this. Because this is not what they show in the movies. Okay? This is what the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to have Brother Tony help me with this. We're going uh, uh, to go to Psalm 22. Thank you, Lord. I want you to see here, Psalm 22, verse 1. What does it say, brother? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Hold on there. Groaning, my groaning. Where did Jesus say that they groan their teeth? In hell. In hell. My brother, this is the only place where Jesus said they, they, they groan. This way, and there's more verses that will tell you that also. But listen, go ahead, verse 2. Verse 2 says, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, uh, I am not silent. Okay, hold it there. I cry in the daytime, thou don't hear me. Where the people cry all day long, and God doesn't hear them. 
Because anyone on the, anywhere on the earth you can cry and God will hear you. But there's only one place where people cry all day long and God doesn't hear them. Hell. My brother and sister is the place where people cry and God doesn't hear them. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, hell is the only place where people cry all day long and God doesn't hear them. But let me give you more. Go ahead, Brother Tony, verse 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Keep reading. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach. Hold on, verse 5 there. They cry after him, and they were not confounded. The word confounding, what, is it, what does it mean? What does it mean? Confused, right? Confused. Completely confused. Because like the vaccinated are there, they're completely confused. Why did they do this to us? Why? My brother and sister, it's a terrible place to be, right? And people cannot believe they're there. They're stunned by being there and how they got there. My brother and sister, this is incredible. Verse 22, go ahead. Verse 6, though. Uh, verse 6, but I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. Hold on there. Worm. Where did Jesus say that the worm never dies? Where did Jesus say the worm never dies? My brother and sister, hell. It's with the war never die. I am a worm and no man. Hallelujah. Remember, Brother Larry got a revelation of Satan, and he's so warm all over his body. He had warm all over his body constantly. And that's why he hate hell. He hate God and he hate everything about God. Because there's, there's, there's um, I don't know if Ezekiel or Isaiah, one of them say that his bed will be, will be a warm. His bed will be a warm. It's in the Bible about Satan. Okay? So that's why he's so angry because he's got warm all over himself and they bother him. They hurt him all the time. But God said he will have them. Okay? Okay, going back again to Psalm 22. 7, go ahead. It says, uh, Oh, they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out. They shoot out their lips. They shake their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. And let me hold on there. The reason they're, they're mocking him, they're making fun of him, because you know, they made fun of Christians, especially when they're vaccinated and they end up down there. Yeah. Oh, didn't you trust in God? You know, they didn't used to preach, things like that. They're mocking people because they, they know people especially they should serve the Lord. You know, verse 9. Go ahead, brother. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. Oh, hold on there. There's no hope in hell. There's no hope in hell. My brother and sister, God may hope for David. David had hope. My brother and sister. He remembered having hope. 
Thou make me hope. Hallelujah. When I was up by my mother's breast, he had it. He, it was there. But in hell now, that's very difficult to have it. He had it. Go ahead, verse 10. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Okay, hold on there. There is none to help. Remember what they were telling me the other day in hell? Who's going to help us? Who's going to help us get out of here? How are we going to get out of here? Who's going to help us? Because they have this strong knowing in hell that there's no help for them. My brothers and sisters, there is none to help, David said. Same thing that they're going down there. And someone was saying, you need to trust in God. You need to believe. How are we going to believe in this place? I heard someone say, do you see how this place is? It's our whole place. There's no, there's none to help. Down there, my brother and sister, none. None, none, none. Verse 12. Uh, many bulls have compassed me about. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. Many bulls. It's like, is this like saying bullies? It goes, yeah. It, it's pretty much. It goes with the word, yeah. <laughs> Compass him about. He's surrounded by demons who make him fun of him, yeah. who are against him, who mocking him. I saw this in hell. These demons don't leave these people alone. Every day they come to torment them. The warmth everywhere, it's terrible everywhere, my brothers and sisters. And the question is, how are they going to get out of there? But these bullets don't stop, David said. Verse 13. Uh, they gave me with their mouth as a, ra- as a ravening and a roaring lion. Two things they do in hell every day. Constantly. My brother and sister, the enemy comes as a what? A roaring what? Leper? No, lion. He comes like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. My brother and sister, they gape at me with their mouth as a ravering of the and a roaring lion. All these demons are acting like roaring lions against the people. Especially the vaccinated are down there. It's terrible. It's horrible. Their life is misery, miserable. My brother and sister, but your Messiah, Messiah, can you look for that verse where Peter said that he went to the lower part of hell? Messiah experienced this in order for them to be in safe still. My brother and sister, we can only be justified, the Bible said, through his blood. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will set out my church, and the doors of hell cannot. My brother and sister, they have a chance still. The bassinated have a chance. A multitude will come out. But it's going to take a lot of prayer, a lot of intercession for your family. Keep praying for your family. My brother and my sister, the reality is wow. Thank you, Lord. You find the brother? Uh, yeah. 
Tizmim in Isaiah says, Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. No, they said no. It's another one in the New Testament. Peter, the Apostle Peter said that Jesus went to the lower part of hell. He meant to deliver those that were one time were taken captive. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. But that, that's a good verse also. They lower down to the pit. Amen. So then, verse 14 of Psalm 22. I, I put out like water. I am put out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, melted in the midst of my body. My brother and sister, I experienced this the other day. There was a brother there that I saw, that I know him, that I talked to him on the phone, that he took the bicycle and ended up there. His heart was melted like wax. He felt there was no, there's nothing I could say to come to, to, to minister to him. Because his heart is melted like wax. My brother and sister, his bones are out of joint. It's so difficult for them there. No water, no food. Like I said, they cannot order pizza. They cannot order Chinese. They're, they cannot order chicken wings. They cannot order the things they used to like and eat up, up here. The down there is so difficult for them. They're not in the worst place of torment, but it's still so difficult there. My brother and sister, their heart, says my heart is like what? Exactly. Hallelujah. And one, one verse is in Matthew 24 that their, their heart will, will wax cold. Okay, because they experience all that coldness from the demons, and their heart is like wax. Melted in the midst of my body. That's how they feel. And I don't know what I could say to this brother to comfort him there. My brother and sister. I don't know what I could say. Because I, I kept thinking of the Bible verses that I could give them. But I also kept thinking where they are is, is too difficult for them. It's too hard. But that's where disobedience will take anyone. God wants obedience. Obedience to God is better than sacrifice, the Bible says. My brother and sister, don't play with your salvation. Commit your life to Jesus. Look forward to being with him. I tell you, this morning in heaven, when I realized I was there, and my brother and sister, when I realized I was there, I knew that the rapture had already happened. But I was thinking for those seconds, those minutes, that the rapture happened before than what I thought, than what we imagined. And I was thinking like about everyone, not just myself. We all thought it would be longer. And everyone was already there that was going home. I knew it already happened. The trumpet had already sound. The, the, the people that were going home were there already. The church was already there that was going home, and I knew that the tribulation was already going, and I wanted to come down to help the people, but the Lord was telling me that I needed to wait until the right moment, the right time, my brother and sister, and, you know, it's okay, he, he wanted us to rest, and, you know, he said, do what you were planning to do, like have your garden. And just kind of focus on that for not rest. Do that. 
is that what pleases you? What like people say that relaxes you? What what makes you go ahead and do that? You know? But he was like because remember since I'm still I was still connected with my body, I was still thinking, what are people going through down there? Because I could not see from heaven what people in the Great Tribulation were going through, what we, what we were up there, safe, protected, nothing can harm us there, ever. No evil can come to that place ever, or even have a chance to come there, never. Total peace, tranquility. Perfect air, perfect everything. You know, I was thinking, where well, we're gonna get wood? I mean, I was gonna get it down there because we got loads of Home Depot, mm-hmm. and I could probably go get the wood. And and, and <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> it, it was one of those moments where <laughs> you say, "What's going on? Are you really thinking? You're, you're in a place where everything is available." You know, mm-hmm. I'll be back for a little bit. and went and got it. Came with two, mm-hmm. two, three hundred pound <laughs> wood in his hand, like. All caught and beautiful and annoyed. And little Tony was walking with her like, like he didn't weigh nothing. Mm-hmm. And the, on the side of his body, like, like, he went and put it on the ground and started taking it and, and putting it together. What do you call that? It's a tomato trailer. Is it what it's called? Yeah, you could call it. Is, is it kind of like the one you have out here? It's or? where you set the wood around. And it's, I said, I'm going to make at least. Six feet tall, so the tomato can grow in. Oh, kind of like a hedge, right? Yes. Okay. Mhm. Yeah. So it, I mean, and you were making it exactly how I was planning and thinking. That that, that was the other part I was looking at. Like that that literally coming exactly how I wanted. And you, you kept you're here like you were working on your third to the to fourth. I'm like, oh, okay. you know, before I get there, he's gonna be all done. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I did work in wood back in. Indiana, I, it was uh, framing walls, so we all used this wood, you know, all the time. But yeah, up there is different because you, <laughs> you know. But I guess we take what we have from here to up there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> our knowledge. <laughs> you don't have to use a power God to do this. Why don't we just do it like yeah. we used to do it on the earth? Yeah. If you're gonna use a power God, you know, we done in five seconds. Yeah. What's the fun in that? <laughs> No, but yeah. it's okay. It was, it was still, it, it was still awesome. Yeah. You know, to to have something, you know, like this, is, bro. We we do it here. We perfect here. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. But it seems that, like the Lord always say, trust me. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. You know, uh, resting me. Also said resting me. And, and, you know, he says, I'm in control, he's in control, things like that. And all those words combined, it's just for us to always trust in him for everything. He has a day, he has an, an hour when he does everything. Now, what do you think about Brother Matthew in Matthew 27 that says that about the nine hours, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lava sabatini. That's to say, my God, my God, that have forsaken me. When Jesus was so very buried on the sixth, before the sixth hour, he could not say this on the earth. But to hear the thing is that if you keep reading, there were other people that heard Jesus saying this. So 
how can they heal him when he was already buried in hell? God could have allowed it, like when they heard St. Father from heaven said, this is my beloved son, and who am I pleasing? And a few people heard it, or a lot of people heard it, but they wondered, where did that voice come from? And they were God speaking. You know, I, I can see that this will be similar to that, you know, where people heard this, but they don't know where the voice came from, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I also believe that the people that were familiar with the crucifixion when they heard him, that's why they said that some of them, Matthew said that some of them heard him. So some of those who stood there, when they heard that saying, this man called Elisha. And this is the question. Why do they think they could call Elisha? Because they could not tell specifically what, what was going on. That's why they thought that Jesus was calling Elisha. Because at this moment, they're not sure he's saying this, but what is he saying? You know, they heard the Lord, but by this time, the Lord already had been in the tomb. He had been crucified by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Before the Sabbath, he'd been in the tomb. According to John 19, who was there, John was there, and John said he's a faithful witness. So we have to take the witness of John, who was there, that says that by 6 o'clock, Jesus has been already, before 6 o'clock, he's been crucified. Before 6 o'clock, he's been in the tomb. According to John 19, you can read it. We've been reading about it. John 19. See, after the crucifixion, the Jew, therefore, because it was a preparation for the body that will not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was high day, besought Pilate, their elect might be broken, that they might be taken away. They came to soldier and broke the leg of the first, and the two others was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he, he was already dead. He was dead already, and they broke not his leg. But because of the soldier, a spear, uh, spear his side, for where they came blood and water. And he saw that it, it bore record, the record is true. He knows that he says truthfully, this is John, that ye may believe. So the record that John is giving you and I here in John 19:35, John says it's truth. And I believe it because he, he was dead in person. He, he is a type of Jesus, a faithful witness. At that very moment, because he's witnessing what Jesus said would happen to him. But Matthew said that at the ninth hour, when he already was in the tomb, he heard Jesus, he heard this saying. About the ninth hour, which is Matthew 27, 46, he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Sabatini, that's to say, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? That means this time he's already in the tomb. He's already saying he's been forsaken. I mean, he was, he, this is the part when he was ready in hell, is what I understand. Because then when we go to Psalm 22, where David said, Why thou hast forsaken me? In verse 1, and everything he explains after that, it is as someone who is already in hell. My brother and sister, what David is describing here, someone who is already in hell. He's describing the, the, the worm that never dies. He is describing the fear, like the roaring lion, the devil. But he goes around like a little roaring lion, Peter says. 
You know, all these things that are being touched in Psalm 22 is talking about demon principality. Bully, the bull. My brother and sister. It's all describing the demons. Okay? Um, go ahead, verse uh, 15. It says, uh, My strength is dried up like a posture, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Here's the main verse that I want you to see about all this that I'm talking about tonight. He is my proof. Verse 15. He is my proof. Listen to my proof. My strength is right up like a posture. My tongue cleaves to my jaw. Where does this happen in hell? Thirst. This thirst they are like there's no other. Their tongue is cleaved to their jaw because there's no water there. They're going through the worst of the worst. My brother and sister. Okay? Here's the other part. Thou have brought me into the dust. Dust everywhere there. Who, who's the king in that place? Death is. Death is the king there. This is the, this is the reign of death. Thou have brought me into what? The dust of death. The same place the Lord took me to the other day that I saw. Dust everywhere. Death is, is, is ruling all that place there in hell. That is coming in Revelation later on. Death and hell coming in the great revelation. Marvelous. It's the same thing here. This is my verse that is my proof. He's talking about hell. The condition of people there. That they tongue cleave to their jaw. Terrible place. Terrible situation that they find themselves into. David is describing it. And what is what is what is the feeling there? Twenty four hours. Those that are there, that God has forsaken them. My God, my God, Thou hast forsaken me. They feel forsaken by God. So when Matthew said that at the nine hour, Jesus said this. When they crucify him before the sixth hour and bury him before the sixth hour, according to John, the faithful witness. John 19, that means that they heard him from hell. God wanted them to hear Jesus from hell. And what is it to be there? The torment. You feel forsaken by God, my brother and sister. And this is pointing out to the three days of darkness and then the later tribulation to come, seven years. People in the great tribulation will feel forsaken. Many will be eaten by the beast during three days of darkness and during the great tribulation. My brother and sister, this judgment, I knew this morning in, he- in heaven that these things had already come to pass. I, all I knew was that the rapture had come to pass, already passed. It was like last week news or last month news. We were already there, and the tribulation was going on, I knew. I knew that there were people there in the tribulation that we know. And I'm glad no name was given to me and all that because, you know, I don't want to come here knowing that. It's hard to know those things. It's better not to know. So people won't say, do you, do you, some stay behind or anything? No. That's not good to say. I tell people, repent, repent, repent and seek the Lord. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. It's very, it's very important we stay on repenting. Amen. Verse 15, 16 now, Brother Tony. Uh, 
For doves have surrounded me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierce my hands and feet. Okay. The piercing of the hand and feet. I saw piercing going on in hell. I saw the piercing going on. But it was not of the hand and feet, it was part of the body, like in the belly. They were piercing this lady to get information from her. And I saw the tools of demon have to pierce people. To penetrate their hand or feet, whatever they need to. Very painful stuff. I, this woman was screaming to the top of her lungs because of the pain. But the demon don't care to do so because they, they want to get information from the lady about her family. And she didn't want to give it up. Now, what did the Lord say to Sister Celestial? And I'm going to remind you of this. That whoever whoever worships the devil because of the to- of the beating that these, these demons are causing them, punching them and beating them, will not get a second chance. Okay? Hitler and his men beat the Jewish people till death. And most of them did not deny God. They some of them did things to them that I'm not gonna talk about it here tonight. But they beat the Jewish people till death. They gassed them. They threw them into the chamber. They abused them in any way to deny God. And they did not do so. In the same shape and form are these people there that got vaccinated. Being being abused every day. Demon come to them to beat on them and abuse them. Pierce them. Okay? But the Lord says that they must remain faithful. If they want to get a second chance, to Sister Celestial. I think that's serious, and I said, well, I didn't know that, but the Lord said that to her. If they, because of B&B and worship the devil, they don't get a second chance, and please pray for your family, that they will be strong, and that they will not deny the Lord. Because, you know, when you preach to your family, and they, they say they don't want to hear about Jesus from you, or they don't want to hear about it, when they get bastarded and they go down there, they want to hear about it. They repent for telling you they, don't, they didn't want to hear about it. They truly repent. And now they do. So if you pray for them, know that now they know better. Because before they said, I didn't know better that I said all those things. I truly repent now. It's because where they find themselves in it. So just keep them in prayer. The Lord will help them. The Lord can do anything. Jesus said that he will establish the, his church upon the rock. And that the doors of hell will not withhold it. That means he went down to the lower part of hell so he can justify them. My brother and sister can justify them. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, brother. Verse 17. I can count all my bones. They look and stare upon me. Okay. Here it is, another one. Another proof. Okay. They all find themselves in this condition because they have no food and they have no water. So what happened? They can count all their bones. Okay? They, they, can, they can sit there and look at their body and begin to count their bones. That's clearly imprinted there clearly everywhere. My brother insisted. Especially if they got vaccinated like in 2020 or in the 2020 or in 2023 going to 24. There's about three years there. The first that got vaccinated came out, came there first. Now, tomorrow, the Chicago police, tomorrow Monday, 
gave them a limited time to be vaccinated. Why? Why does Seattle and Chicago bite them on every police officer need to take the vaccine? Because the leaders been vaccinated. They're not who you think they are. They're demons. And of course, demons want the rest of them to calm down. I told you that these demons would turn against people. These demons, these demons that are in the human body, they're going to turn against us, humanity. It was only about a time when they do. Satan will make them. They got orders that they would have to obey. So the major Mayor of Chicago wants the police officers to be vaccinated by tomorrow. The 200 of them that have said no, they're going to lose their badges. They're going to be unemployed by tomorrow. They're planning to send in the Army to cover those positions. My brother and my sister, be faithful until death, Jesus said, and I will give you the crown of life. What do you want, the crown of death or the crown of life? You got to choose. You got to choose. You got to make your choice. You got to be faithful until death, Jesus said. This is the calling for us, our lives. We need to be willing to die for Christ. Him that will try to save his life will lose it. If you take the vaccine to try to save your life, you are gonna go. You are going to lose your life. Okay. Don't let them swap you when you go to the doctor, neither. Okay. A nasal swap that they, they, they're giving people? Yeah. No. Don't let the do that either. Say no. Reject it. Do not take the vaccine ever. My brother and sister. The vaccine is to get people ready for the RFID, the final punch, the final knockdown. Okay? I remember when the Lord years ago took me into the Great Salvation, before the vaccine ever came out, I saw my brother John in the Great Tribulation. It was about six years into the Great Tribulation. He works for the federal government now. He was going to take the vaccine because he wanted to, you know, he already got the vaccine, but he wanted to go get the RFID that they have established by law in the Great Tribulation that you might, you might have to get the RFID in the right hand on the forehead. And he says, I'm going to get it because I'm not going to lose my job. As I told him not to get the vaccine, well, he thought he was not going to lose his job, so he went and got the vaccine. He's in hell. But he, in the, in the great revelation, because I'm praying for him, Jesus showed me. Every time he went to get the vaccine, Jesus was directing someone else. And he was going around in circle like the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. The Lord had had him going doing the same. For seven years, the Lord's going to have these people that were praying going around like the children of Israel in the wilderness. A lot of people wonder, how come they didn't get to the promised land? It only takes you three months to get there walking with all the people. Why did it take them 40 years? Because God is merciful. God alone suffering, and his mercy endures forever. God was working on each and one of them. If they did not get saved, they chose not to. But the mercy of the Lord was upon them. Every day of their lives, he did not depart from them. He was among them, like he is among us today. And his mercy is with God every day, too. He never leaves us. He never forsaken them. He never forsaken them, never left them either. He's a merciful God. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. 
He wants to save. He doesn't want to condemn. He says, I came to save and not to condemn. The Son of Man came not to condemn but to save. He said, that is well. That's the will of Father for you and I, to be in save and not condemn. My brother insisted. But we need to choose God, be obedient to him. Choose him first. Like Elisha says, choose who ye are going to serve. If these people heard Elisha when Jesus was speaking to them from hell, that means that they had to choose the Lord. Who was the people who heard Elisha? Let's see. Some of those who stood there, when they heard him, this is Matthew 27, 47. Some of the people who stood there, when they heard that said, this man is called, is called Elisha. Why did they hear Elisha? Because through Elisha, God gave the people a choice. What did people started hear, hearing back in 2017 and 2018 in America and Africa around the world? You know what they started hearing? Elisha. What do we hear? Elisha's coming back. Elisha's coming back. Why did people hear Elisha so much in the dream, in the sleep? I had a brother who shared with us years ago here in the Lord's Tower. In his dream, he heard Elisha is coming back. What was God saying? Choose you this day who you are going to serve. If God is God, choose him. If Balak is God, choose him. Valen is God, choose him. That's the same choice for the Bicin. If you choose God, reject the Bicin. You reject the swapping. Reject your RFID and choose God. Be willing to give up your life. That's why people are hearing Elijah. It's the last chance to repent. Okay? Yes. Like the song, this is the days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. What does that mean? The day where you need to choose God above all. Elijah brought the people to Mount Carmel and told them, Choose you these days who ye are going to serve because it's life and death. What did Elisha say to the people to do with the prophet after God showed himself in that place? Go and kill them. It's a moment where people are going to die if they don't repent. These are the days of Elisha. Death is at the door. Messiah is here calling people to repent because the rapture is here or they're going to die. They're going to die. COVID-19 2.0 is here. COVID-19 2.0 is here. Second world of vaccination is being ready. They're planning to bring this into law soon. A mandate that everyone will be vaccinated. My brother insisted. It started in New York this week. Two, two schools in New York this week sending the children home to to do it through the computer. They already started in the north. Look what the mayor in Chicago is giving the police until tomorrow. So either take the bicycle or lose their job. The army is being involved. It's not martial law yet, and the army is being involved. Martial law is around the corner. Remember five, six, seven years ago, we talked about martial law. Jesus was showing our martial law being this land. Very soon. These are the day of martial law. These are the day of Elisha. God is saying the days of Elisha. The day the world says of martial law. 
They're already saying there may not be an election in 2024. Who knows? Only God knows. But things are changing so quickly that many are surprised. Schools are closing in New York, in Massachusetts. They're closing school, sending people home. COVID-19 2.0 is already here. Thousands are already dying again. My brother and sister, and they're saying this time may be worse than the 2020. We're already back in another 2020. I remember when the Lord said that you will get a rest for a little, and then it will be all again. But it will not be the same like it was before. We can already see it. My brother and sister, things are changing. Kamala Harris went to Asia a few days ago, and they call her president Kamala Harris. My brother and sister, why are they already calling her president? Something is cooking that is about to come out. We'll see what's going to happen, my brother and sister. But these are the days of Elijah. Days to repent and choose the Lord before everyone dies. Anyone dies. What did they hear? They heard, my brother and sister, the man called for Elijah, they said. And straight away on them, ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar, put it in the reed, gave it to him to drink. The rest said, let it be let be, let us see whether Elisha will come to save him. You see, well, how do they know it was about Elisha? And how do they know it was about salvation? Life and death is pulled before this generation. If they don't repent to being saved, they're going to perish. These are the days of Elisha. Choose you these days who are you going to serve. Get into fasting and prayer with the Lord every day. Confess your sin, but repent sincere, sincere repentance with him. Not just word out of your lips in case he comes tomorrow. No, sincere repentance. Do with him. That any day, any hour he comes, you're ready. You'll go home. You'll find yourself in heaven very soon, so quickly, like me. So it was so quickly that I didn't have time to get my garden ready. And I was saying to my brother Tony, well, I didn't get to get my, my garden ready. <laughs> and brother Tony was so excited to say, hey, let's just let's make your garden here. <laughs> He's so excited to be going home, my brother and sister. He's so excited to be into heaven soon. He must have a lot of plans in heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's home, you know. That's home. That's that's where we belong. Um, uh, you know, in the Bible says we're seated, you know, with Christ already, you know, in heaven, in heaven places, which is heaven. Um, so yeah, we're pretty much there, you know. We're still here for a little bit, but when, but we're actually, you know, over there. Thank you. I, I can't wait <laughs> to be there. You know, that's that's home for me and. And I'm so glad, you know, I hope all of us can, can make it, you know. But the Lord is saying sincere repentance from our part, you know. Amen. From our uh, from our part from our parts. Amen. Yeah. We need to hallelujah. Yeah. We need to get there sooner than later. Yeah. And God God knows exactly how we feel. Yeah. That we we I mean we love him. He knows. 
And we want to be obedient to him. We want his will to be done in our life as it is in heaven. Yeah. On this earth as it is in heaven. We are that earth where his will will be done. That's right. My brother and sister. You're right. You know, I do have a lot of plans you know, in heaven. Um, but down here right now, my thinking is uh, just, just like the Lord, you know. He said, Father, you know, your will be done, not mine. It's, you know, it's. When you know, that's why we we seek him, you know, for his guidance. Because sometimes we want something, and it might not be something we want. He he does let us choose, you know, because he gave us that, you know, in us, you know, he lets us choose. And but it's best to go with what he wants, you know, because he you might be asking you might be asking him for something, but if he says, you know, if he he knows if he knows that's not the best for us, you know, it's best to wait on him. If mm-hmm. you know you're not. You know, we're not sure about something. It's best to just get closer to him and wait on him, you know, until he, you know, um, on certain things, you know. But it's just best to, to, to get closer to the Lord and and uh, be as close and focus on him, you know, above all else. Just like the Bible says, you know, uh, seek him and his righteousness, his kingdom, you know, his will, you know, his will be done in our lives. And... Uh, that's when you do that. There's nothing goes wrong in your life. You know you won't have a trouble later on because you're seeking to do His will. But when we try to do our will, sometimes things don't go right because that's what we wanted. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So, what else? Uh, Dave, after David cried out, "My God, My God, why have Thou forsaken me?" He says that. Verse 17, he can count on his bones. They they pour my garment among them and cast light upon my vesture. Verse 19, but be thou not far from me, O Lord, O strength, hasten uh, thee to help me, which I saw my mom telling people that to, to know the, that God will help but to trust in God. And then he says, deliver my soul from the sword, my only one from the power of the dog, he kept calling demon dogs. Yeah. I wonder if that translation uh, is that the, the the let me see what the other he kept calling demon dogs. What is he calling demon dogs? In another one earlier, he called them bulls, and I understand that one, you know, because <laughs> bulls, you know, uh, especially if you're wearing red, you know, they're coming straight at you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know, uh, if you're wearing something red, they'll, they'll you know they're wanting to. But in this case, it's dogs, yes. Um, if that dog's not trained well, yeah, he's going to come at you. <laughs> they do use, um, when you watch scary movies, right, they use these uh, demon dogs that they oh, okay. usually send against people, you know, to oh. to, to capture them. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Save me, yeah, save my life from the these dogs. Rescue me from the lion. I am helpless before the these bulls. He says he calls them dogs. He calls them bulls. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a it's kind of in the situation they find themselves. I'm looking at the other translations so I can share with people um, what David is experiencing here. My brother and sisters, it's really it's powerful. It's, it's, wow. 
how do you describe something like this? But he calls them dogs. He calls them bullies. Let me see what the international Bible says in regard to that. From the, uh, it says, yeah, life from the dogs. A few of them calling them dogs. But see, I want, I, I'm curious to see what other Bible will say. Um, what were they? What were they translated? Lion says, "Oh look, he calls it. Uh, oh Lord, don't stay away from me. Oh God, I'm my strength. Hurry to my aid. Rescue me from death. Spare my precious life from all these evil men." So he doesn't call them dog. He calls them evil men. Save me from this lion jaw, from the horn of these oxen. Yes, God will answer me and rescue me. Isn't that interesting? That the, the different translation gives this verse here uh, a different interpretation of what uh, David was calling out to. I mean, he was calling out to God, but he was calling them what he was calling his enemy. Yeah. It's very interesting to know what he was calling his enemy, my brother and sister. Okay. Um, here it says, you, God, don't put off my rescue. Hurry to help me. Don't let them come my throat. Don't let them come to my throat. Don't let those mongrels devour me. And, and, and if you don't show up soon, I don't. I am done. For gore by the bull, me for the lion. I mean, he, he, he's definitely. This is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share something. Other thing that's going to really get your attention tonight, here after we keep reading, Bible and Sister, this is much more that's going to really get people to think about this and say, wow, brother, that's incredible. Okay, let's put it back to the King James. Thank you, Lord. So 21, save me from the lion mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horn of the unicorn. Unicorn. Magical creature. The unicorn, okay? Do we have unicorn on the earth now? The answer is no, okay? We might have them in the heavenly places, somewhere up in the heavens. Now, there are people that have dreamed with unicorn and being attacked with you by unicorn in their dreams. So these are demons. These are clearly demons, magical creatures, unicorn, Okay? Save me from the lion, that hath hurt me from the horn. Thou hast hurt me from the horn of the unicorn. The magical creature, my brothers and sisters, okay, think about it. Think about this magical creature in verse 21, the unicorn. My brothers and sisters, doesn't that make you think that David, hallelujah, Thank you, Lord. Let me see what other Bible. What was supposed for the unicorn, brother Tony? Uh, let me go back here quickly. Thank you, Lord. Uh, it's 21, 21. Okay? Just so we can compare it to the other Bible, the standard English, see what, what the Bible says. Save me from the lion mouth, from the horn of the wild oxen. Answer me. And it doesn't, this one doesn't mention the, the, the unicorn, okay? And not to say, because the King James, we know, is a really good translation. 
Really, really good. Okay. Well, well respected, well known. Some people say King James only. That's how much they, they, they trust the word of the King James translation. For the, when they say unicorn, this magical creature, it truly meant unicorn from the wild bulls. This one says, you know. And so when you study the word, you got to go back and forth and, and check it with other Bible. Uh, the Geneva, I believe, it says unicorn too. Twenty-one, unicorn. The Geneva says unicorn. Save me from the lion, Mao. Answer me, saving me from the uh, horn of the unicorn. And these magical creature are are. And there you go. Yes, sister said that the unicorn are, are written in fantasy novels about unicorn. See the magical creature down here, the demons. Okay, and David got attacked by one of them in hell, according to David. And if they're Christian down there now, they're probably being attacked by unicorn. It's just where they are, demons. Okay, if someone sees one of them on the earth, it's usually in a dream being attacked by one. So it tells you right there they're demons. Okay, and so this experience is in hell. It's clearly in hell where these things are going on all the time. This unicorn. This is another fact of, of the proof here, besides from verse 15, of what's going on and where this is happening. And Matthew says that when Jesus said, about the nine hours, Jesus cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Okay, nine hours. That's three hours after he's been buried. Three hours after his body been buried. Jesus said this, according to Matthew. Because I was trying to relate. Matthew could not be wrong about the hour. He could not be wrong about the hour. Because, see, John was there in person. And John said that before six, his body was in the tomb. They buried him. The resurrection already happened. So before six o'clock, the Sabbath, his body was already buried, according to John. And Matthew says that on the nine hour, three hours later, Jesus said this. Jesus was already... Down in hell like Peter. Do you find the verse where we were talking about when he went down to the lower part of hell? Um, Thank you, Lord. I didn't, but I couldn't find it in the New Testament. Uh, the one I read in Isaiah was Thank you, Lord. verses 1. It says something like, in, Brother Miguel probably can find it another time when he went to to, this one to says, the lower part of hell. Uh, this is in Peter It says by which also he went and preached Unto the spirits in prison There you go uh-huh. Read it And then 20 says Which sometime were disobedient When once the long suffering of God waited In the days of Noah While the ark was preparing Was they preparing The first Peter what? Uh, first Peter uh, 3 Verse uh, 19. 19. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 18, let me see. Uh, for Christ also had one suffer for sin, just for the unjust, that he may bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which he also went to preach to the Spirit in prison. This is when he went down to hell to preach. Notice some people go to hell to be in tormented. Jesus went on to hell to preach. 
What do you think about that one? Yeah. He went down to preach, my brother and sister. Okay? And and who at one time were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. This happens to people that went down the days of Noah. While the ark were being prepared, where few, the A, so, were saved by the water. Okay? So likewise to this, even message that also save us, putting away the, the filthy of the flesh, but uh, answer as good a conscience to our God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And no, notice, notice how he brings back the resurrection of Jesus Christ in regard to this, being baptized and all that. Because that's what the, that's what a, a, he says, Father, Father, why thou have forsaken me? Only in hell you feel like that. Totally forsaken by God. And Matthew said of the nine hour after he'd been buried for three days in the nine hour, he said this. His body was in the tomb by this time. So how do they hear him say this? But one say that he was calling Elisha. So he didn't I guess he didn't realize that God was calling him to repent. It was God calling him to repent, the days of Elisha, repent. And now we're back to the days of Elisha today. Repenting, yeah. or they'll perish. That's 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 barely what it is, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. About the nine hours. This is nine hours. Jesus cried out. That's three hours after he's been, his body been in the tomb. He cried out with a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That's to say, my God, my God, why the hell forsaken me? If if three hours in hell, that's how you're gonna feel. Exactly. You feel forsaken by God. My brother and sister. And it's to say because John said that his testimony, again going back to John, see, John 19.35, that he that saw it, who saw it, John did, bore record. He is recording what he saw. And this is his record is true. And he knows that he said truly that ye may be saved. So I have to receive what John said, because I even have to do with my salvation. I have to receive that by 6 o'clock, Jesus' body was already in the tomb. So why did Matthew say that he heard Jesus say this at 9 o'clock? God is revealing what was going on when Jesus went down. That's what I believe was happens here. My brother and sister, that is not shown in the movie. In the Hollywood movie, they show you Jesus saying this on the cross. My brother and sister, it's incredible. But again, going back to, to Matthew there, it, it is also clear that they heard the nine-hour cry out with a loud voice. Okay? First, it says in verse 45 that from the sixth hour, from the sixth hour to the nine hour, with darkness upon the earth. So this is what I this is not contradicting himself. It's that God is revealing this. From the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the nine hour. See, there's not, there's not a contradicting. So, oh, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. No, the Bible doesn't contradict itself. It's that if we need to know something, uh, we need to ask the Lord. It's simply what it is. The Lord is faithful. The Lord will reveal to us what is it that we want to know. My brother and my sister, 
and he he can reveal to us, okay, what is what is about to come, what is about to happen. Three days of darkness are about to happen. Any day, any hour now, any minute. And so, um, thank you, Lord. Some people, let me see if I'm being tested. Some people would like to share, maybe. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Jesus is about to return, my brother and sister. We need to be ready. We need to um, uh, commit a life and stay in commitment. Okay? Looked up the verses. Go back to Psalm 22, verse 22 now. Go ahead, Brother Tony. Yeah. I will declare thy name unto unto, unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Hey, oh, hold on there. Was he making a promise here? Yeah. It sounds like a promise, yeah. Because I will. I will. Yeah. It's a promise. Yeah. Um, we, don't we do the same sometimes? I will do this. I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God help us. Go ahead, 23. Uh, saying, praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify ye him, all the seed of Jacob, and fear ye him, all the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the poor, neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he calleth unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. My my vows will I perform before them that fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Uh, they that seek after the Lord shall praise Him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of right there. Um, so this this is the bride that is going home. Yeah. And this <laughs> yeah. this is a promise that uh, those that that will will be with the Lord, or the poor that shall even be satisfied, they should seek after the Lord, shall praise Him. Your heart shall live forever. Yeah. That, that is a mighty promise of God for us that our heart will live forever. In hell, the heart is being melted. In heaven, the heart is living forever. It's in the Word of God. Yeah. Amen. So I think I want to be where the heart lives forever, not where the heart is being melted. To be honest, I wanted to be out of hell. And the moment the Lord brought me in there, from the very moment he brought me in there, I wanted to be out of there. Like, I didn't want to be there one second. I also knew I didn't belong there. There was one thing about hell that I learned. I knew that as a Christian, I didn't belong there. That was not my place to be. I was not part of what was happening there. I knew I was out of place. And the moment I went in there, I knew I was out of place. It was not my home, I knew right away. I felt it. I experienced that it was not my home. Because hell is for sinner, sinner who are not repenting. But whoever is repenting who's under the blood is not home in hell. It's totally like, you know, it's not home. And and that's why if, if a lukewarm Christian in Christ it's like a food that you're going to run to the toilet and vomit. 
because it cannot be in your body. And that's why your body will reject anything that cannot be in you. Sometimes we had a sister I'm knowing. She had a, a one of the, I'm sorry to think, she had a body part replacement. And and they did blood testing and all that. She had her on the list waiting and all that. Her body rejected a new part. And she almost died because of that. They had to bring her back to surgery again and take it out. Because even with medication, her body would not receive the new part. My brother and sister. And it's so same as it's the body of Christ. If a person is not repenting daily and sin, it will reject a person. Jesus says, I will vomit you. Vomit is rejecting that that doesn't belong there. If we want to belong to the body of Christ, we need to be under the blood, repenting, seeking out the holiness and righteousness. And don't let anyone tell you that you cannot be holy. Because when Paul wrote his letter, he says to the saints, sanctify by the blood of Jesus. We are, when we repent daily, we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. We are counted saint in heaven. Saint of God. Don't let anyone tell you you cannot be saint. You cannot be holy. One thing Jesus said, without holiness, no man. What does it say? Uh, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. No one yeah. will see the Lord. No man, no one yeah. will see the Lord. Yeah. So very clearly, we have to live a holy life. And holy means separated. Yeah. Separated from the things of the flesh and of the world. And this is a daily struggle you and I have. It's a daily struggle. If I, I've been keeping myself for the Lord because the Lord ordered me to. The Lord wants me to. Have struggle. Can you imagine someone that is not? The struggle that a person would have. Much more. Because the more you stay closer to the Lord, the struggle is less. Yeah. But the more you you are involved in the world and the things of the world, which are an enmity, an mm-hmm. enmity to God, enemy unto God. You know, rejection. God, you know, God doesn't share His spirit with the wicked or the evil, only with His sons and daughters, my brother and sister. So God gave us wisdom and help us. If we don't sanctify ourselves daily and keep ourselves for the Lord, it's almost it, well, it is impossible to serve the Lord. It's like without faith, it is impossible to please Him. The Lord was, his sister was saying online that the Lord was saying to her this week that how do we overcome the world, our faith? How do we overcome all, everything on the world through faith? Faith is the only one that cannot be overcome, the Lord was saying to her. If you walk by faith, you will overcome the world. You will overcome anything of the world. But there has to be consecration in our life. I mean, staying away from the things that are not pleasing unto the Lord. The Lord don't want me. I, I, I like to go play basketball at the park to keep myself in shape. The Lord says, no. I don't want you doing that because when I, when, when I was there, they, they started speaking bad words as they got angry. 
I said, no, I don't want you going there. Demons are playing basketball there. That will, that, that will want to contaminate you. They want to contaminate because they know who you are. They can see who you are. So they want to speak bad language around you. And it's not bad language, as people say. It's evil language. It's the language of hell. You go to hell and you hear the demon speaking, it's the same language you hear in the park. All the bad words they speak in hell, all the bad word, evil words they speak in the park from people's mouth. How does the same word that Satan and then speaking hell come out of these people playing basketball in the park? Because a demon possessed. And the same demon that went hell a few months ago now on this body to the by thing. Bible interested. This hell is demon paradise because they're never going to heaven. They know. So being in hell in a body is paradise for them. They're happy. They're happy. It's paradise for them. They want to be here. This is the highest place they're going to come to. They're never going to go to heaven. For all eternity, they're going to the lake of fire after this, after seven years. So this is the only paradise they can enjoy. And they get to enjoy it for seven years because there are those lending them their body, renting them their body, like it says in the Greek. They do not give place to the devil, the Bible says. My brother and sister, sad, sad situation, but true. Very, very true. Thank you, Lord. But God is merciful and and is keeping and is warning us to stay separated from holiness. Don't trust your doctor. Don't trust your government. The Lord told me I had insurance, and I even let it go this year. I had insurance for a year going back and backwards. Not this year, no insurance, because the Lord told me not to go to the hospital. If they swap your nose, you'll end up in hell. He showed me. You will end up in hell. I warned people two, three years ago not to let them swap your nose. And they, oh, you got to do it for work, this and that. Some of the people that did it did not feel the same after that. The whole life changed. And so, but they were warned, though. They were warned. They were warned. I told them not to let them to. They thought I was too crazy. You set the vaccine not to take it. Now you're going to the swap, brother. You know, how are we going to go to work? How are we going to do this? We're supposed to be faithful until death, Jesus said. Faithful until death, what does that mean? Willing to give up everything, including our jobs. But I got bills to pay. You got the, you got the Lord to trust. You're going to let your bill lead you to hell? You're going to let your job lead you to hell? When he says that you'll be, you have to be willing to lose your family, even your own family, your loved one, husband, wife, for heaven, including your own life. My brother and sister, if you try to save your life, get vaccinated not to get sick, end up in hell. And then what the Lord showed me with the vaccine is, it's going to give people the vaccinated a strong desire to take the RFID in the right hand of Mark of the Beast. I saw it. Jesus showed it to me. My brother had a strong desire to get the, the RFID because he'd been vaccinated. And the Lord had him going in circle like the people of Israel would not allow him. And I saw him doing that. And the Lord 
Let me know because of your prayer, my son, for him. I won't let him get the vaccine. In other words, I'll be faithful to your prayer, my son. You pray, I'm answering your prayer. You told me not to let him get the RFID, the, the mark of the beast. I won't let him get it. It's in the right hand or on the forward. In the Great Tribulation, when the Great Tribulation begins, immediately 100%, well, it is now this way, but in case people are wondering, that the RFID is defined to be put in the right hand or on the forehead, 100% by the doctor, by the government. It's going to be this way on television, radio, everywhere, Internet. They're going to tell people, you got to get this chips in your right hand or on your forehead in order to purchase or sell. And people, I've seen people running not to take it, and they set them, they obligate them, they arrest them, their army, and put them in the ship, and I see when the doctor comes and showing the ship. Do you want to take the ship or end up in FEMA camp with no medication? Tell me. Because in there, the, in the FEMA camp, that's when they, they don't have the guillotine. Obama ordered 36,000 guillotine when he was in office. They got it all over the U.S. and some people say all over the world. They're going to use this guillotine very, very soon. When I tell you soon, it's soon. Right throughout the Great Tribulation, they're going to use the guillotine. They're going to set people that you take this RFID in your right hand, or we're going to set you in the guillotine. And all, all you got to show the people is the guillotine. All right, I'll take it. They don't want to be beheaded. But what did the Word of God say about being beheaded? It is the only way in the Great Tribulation for the person to be in faith, by being beheaded. But how many people are willing to be beheaded? Right now, a simple swap or, or a vaccine, and people immediately are threatening to take it. Oh, I got to take it because of my job, you know, my family. My wife say if I don't take it, or my husband say if I don't take it. You got to be willing to lose your life, your husband, your family, everything for the Lord. I have to say it the way it is because if you don't tell people the truth, my brother says the truth needs to be said. God will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You got to be willing to give your life for Jesus. Be willing to give your life for Jesus. If you lose your life, you will save it. Know and understand this. Be willing every day at every hour. God help us. Pray for yourself. I was telling Brother Tony this week, you know what I pray for when I pray for people? The most important prayer, that they will be saved. I pray that I will be saved. I pray that you will be saved every day. People might pray for my health. Pray for money. Pray that I have this. Pray that I have that. None of that includes salvation. None of the prayer requests I've been going for with 30 years have been for salvation. It's all been the God will supply me. The God will give me help. The God will bring me another car. The God will give me a house that, that I'll be safe here. None for salvation. Like salvation doesn't even matter. The most important thing is our salvation. Why would a man win? If he win the whole world and loses his soul, if you lose your soul, what's important for you? Come on, tell me. What's important for you if you lose your soul? What would you give for your soul? What would you give for your salvation? Do you understand the consequence of your soul going to hell? 
can you understand, my brother and sister, the consequence of sin and disobedience? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Salvation is the most important thing. If you lose that, you lose it all. Because you cannot enjoy nothing from this world in the lake of fire. Nothing. Nothing from this world in hell you can enjoy. You can only enjoy these things in heaven. If you go to heaven. My brother and sister, please open your eyes. Open your ears. Pray for your salvation, the salvation of your family and your brothers and sisters. That's the most important prayer you and I can make. Salvation. Material stuff will come and go, and soon will all end. But salvation that God has given us is eternal, is forever, eternal life in Christ. That is better than anything you and I may have or can buy. Nothing can more be more valuable than our salvation. Go ahead, Brother Tony. Tell him how important is your salvation. Yeah, it is. Um, <clears throat> Salvation. Uh, God has given us salvation. Uh, you know, uh, Christ, uh, what the Lord did on the cross for us. You know, it's the only way we can be saved. He is salvation, and uh, when someone has Christ, you know, when you have Christ, you have life. You have Christ. You have salvation. Uh, the way Paul said it was uh, to, for us to take care of our salvation with fear, with fear and tremble. You know, fear and trembling. Because um, because salvation can be lost, you know. So that's why, you know, like, like you said, brother, you know, um, we pray for salvation. You know, I took that, you know, I took that, you know, um, they made me think too, you know, we pray, pray for their salvation. You know, pray, you know, my salvation, for salvation of of others. Um, it's so true. Um, it's, uh, we need, um, you know, examine ourselves, you know, and, and, um, yeah, and pray to, and, you know, we need to, you know, like you say, you know, what can we gain, you know, um, yeah. says, uh, how shall we escape if we neglect, if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by those who heard him. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. God also bearing witness God bearing them witness Both with sign and wonder And with diverse miracle And gift of the Holy Ghost According to his own will For it was not unto angels That he put in suggestion The world to come Which we speak But the one at a certain place testified Saying What is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visited him. Thou made him little lower than the angel. Thou crowned him with glory and honor, setting over the work of thy hand. Thou hast put all things in suggestion under his feet. For in putting all suggestion under his feet, lest nothing that is not put under him. But now as ye were seen, not all things were put under him. While we see Jesus who was made little lower than the angel, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, and by the grace of God, 
Just take that for every man. Jesus takes death for every man. That's why he can deliver people from the power of death. Yeah. My brother and sister, this salvation, which cost Jesus his life on the cross, yeah. in order for each and one of us to have the opportunity of being saved. Thanks Hello, everyone. Lord. I'm Chris Eastep, your host here on Global Rapture Watchers, where we know the Lord Jesus Christ is on his way. And we're waiting to be able to go home with our Lord and Savior. Make sure you share, subscribe, like this video. Also, make sure you put your prayer request in the bottom. Thank you for all your support on Buy's Coffee and all the letters that we receive. Everything to help this channel is in the description box. We never ask for help, but many of you do it anyway. And also, always thank you for anyone who supports us through stickers and super stickers here on YouTube. You may be at church, you may be at work, you may be asleep, God grant that you will be ready when he makes his personal appearance. My God, what if his appearance occurred on a Sunday morning? My prophetic word to you this morning is get ready, get ready! Welcome back to the channel. Share, subscribe, like this video. Make sure you put your prayer request in the bottom. Today we're going to do things a little different. We're going to be talking about signs, signs, and everywhere signs. But the Revelation 12 sign is the uncovering. It's quite amazing. And I think a lot of people need to know exactly what God is trying to speak to us. Now there's a lot of people out there that they're like, well... I don't know. I don't believe this is God. Well, let me tell you something. God created the story above the heavens. And I think on July 26th, around this time, you had early watch with Brother Patrick. And I think when God had him check for child, it was like a key. He was trying to show us something different, something we didn't understand about the Revelation 12 sign that happened in 2017. 2017 was pointing us in a direction he wanted us to watch. As watchers, that's what we do. Well, once the key was turned, then the best way I can describe it is Team Jesus set out to figure out what was going on. Brother Aaron had got a minute and many others of his Discord team there's Brad and Dana and many more started uncovering things that, well, really there's no words to describe it. God was leading us to a sign to wake us up. We knew we was close. We all we started knowing that probably ten months ago that something was happening in the heavens and upon the earth. But what they discovered digging more into the Revelation 12 sign is not only is the Bible coming to life 
up in the stars. It's coming to life verse by verse. We start finding out that asteroids, going into the Revelation 12 sign, actually, if you go by the time, actually creates verses for that asteroid going into the Revelation 12 sign. Yes, you heard me correct. Down to the verse. So you can say whatever you want to say. But it's the Word of God being wrote in the stars. And once that key was turned, we started to find out a lot more stuff that's going on. So a key has unlocked. And this information is now getting out to all the world. Most of the world will not listen. They will ignore it. Even most of the church will ignore it. They will make excuses why it's not what it is. But the watchers and those that are watching, God's sheep, they will know what these signs are. Do we don't think it's the rapture? We don't know. But we know something for 100% sure. God is revealing this now for a reason. Now, we know we're in the season. As Israel, being led by America in the last 24 hours, now with Jordan on board in Saudi Arabia to divide Israel down the middle, these talks are in progressive form. This has taken place in the last 24 hours. And now they've brought Jordan in on this. There's a lot going on that you're not being told in the media. So us watchers that are watching all these events unfold in Israel, knowing this is the fig tree generation, and so many prophecies coming to pass with the Euphrates, the Tigris, we're seeing Isaiah, we're seeing Daniel's seven-year covenant here in probably a week and a half. Nobody would ever convince me it's not. It's a literally... If you go read their charter, it's telling you everything that's in Daniel. So, you can keep saying that it ain't coming, but Jesus is saying it is. And he's letting us find it out so we know what's coming. So today on this show, the best way I can describe it is Team Jesus and all the evidence that they're finding is most remarkable evidence of Jesus' return for the church and the bride that I've ever seen. And it's never been found until now. And why does Jesus want us to know this now? You don't have to be a college grad to figure that out. I've always said, Jesus told us in the last days, you will know the season and you will know when it's going to happen. Because he's gave us so many signs and they are happening in the stars, in the moon, in the sun, and up on the earth. All at the same time. This has never happened before. Never. Only until now this stuff is being revealed to the bride. Take it as you may. But Jesus is coming now. And he's letting us find that out. That's why I tell you, you have limited time to get people on the ark. And here's the evidence to prove it. I will drop off here and let the rest of it talk for itself. If I don't see or hear from you again, I'll see you in heaven. So today I made a video. Uh, I, I, it's a pretty short one. i got a short one coming tomorrow. It's pretty exciting stuff based on all the star stuff. It, it just keeps on adding up, guys. So uh, 
Um, mm. The the first thing that I the thing that I said today was this asteroid Nishiruma. It starts in the constellation of the dog, Candace Major, and Caleb means dog. Caleb is the Gentile that um, that he is the spy that gets the good report, right? So not the other spies. They don't get the good report. They don't get to go to the promised land, but Caleb does. And so before this, this comet moves, it sits in the dog constellation forever. And then it makes its move, as you guys were talking about earlier in this video, and it makes a move through um, Virgo. And then where does it end up? It ends up in the arc. It ends up in the boat. You see that constellation that you're looking at on the screen right there on the last one? That's, mm -hmm. the, that's a boat. That's a massive boat. So this comet ends up sitting on the arc permanently forever. And what is the arc? Well, that's, <laughs> right, right. Noah's arc. It's, it's safety. It's permanent safety forever and mm -hmm. ever. Oh, and so that man. was my. Isn't that oh. nuts? Okay, and then. Oh wow! <laughs> I yeah. told you, you know, that's what that yeah. the, the, the goes. I, I made that. I made that tie-in where the Lord leaves His throne, comes and gets us, goes back to His throne. And you mean to tell me it sits on the ark, which is also representation yeah. of His throne, the ark of the covenant? Wow. Well, yeah, like right. So it's it's we're permanently there on the ark, you know, on that boat, and um. So and also uh -huh. Nishiruma, it actually means great husband. That's really uh, what it means too. Like we can call it the good man or or the exalted man, but it really means great husband. That's even and better. so that's even better. So we got this child uh, asteroid, which you guys know, coming out of the womb at the same time as the great husband coming to to snatch the child and bringing it permanently to the ark to the boat. That's wow. so exciting, isn't it? I got to make isn't a new video now. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, so, so that, yeah, so that video was was came in. I know I was trying to text this stuff in the chat. I'm like, oh my gosh, guys! And then, um, well, we figured, you know, I just I might as well say it right here. While you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks for the invite. Chat. Thanks for popping oh, me cool. on there. And um, what's the other thing that I was gonna say? Um, the video that I'm popping out tomorrow is all right. This one's uh, this one's really fun, guys. This this is an exciting thing. Okay, so in Genesis 29. This is when Jacob is getting Leah and Rachel, all right? So, yeah, hold your seats. Hold your hats for this one. I think this is so cool. All right, yeah, there you go, John, Brother John. By the way, you're Canadian too, eh? Hey, got to represent. Hey, <laughs> where's the maple syrup? Yeah, get the coffee and the maple syrup, eh? Yeah, anyway. Hey. <laughs> so Genesis 29, uh, so for my video this morning, uh, I forget the guy's name. I said it in my video. Uh, is it Bruce? I think it was Bruce. Anyway, a, a gentleman commented on my video. He said, you know, I was inspired because you had mentioned about Leah and Rachel and you're in the live stream with Ann Patrick. So Leah was taken from Jacob in verse 23. He was, Leah was married in verse 23. Rachel was married in verse 30 of Genesis 29. So we've got this 23 for Leah and we've got this 30 for Rachel. Mm. So he mm. said, you know what? I found the, the asteroid for Rachel in... Uh, Virgo in 2030 on the Feast of Trumpets. What? I'm like, Whoa. So I'm like, well, if Rachel's there, where's Leah? Well, right. Leah, Leah Marie is in Feast of Trumpets in 23. And wow. Leah Marie means weary. We're all, we're all weary. So Leah Maria. Okay, so let's just, let's just wow. slow it down because I'm excited. So, <laughs> we are uh, too. Yeah. So... <laughs> Leah is in Feast of Trumpets in 2023. Rachel is in Feast of Trumpets 2030, both in Virgo. 
but the okay. Bible also outlines that in the verse number. So Leah is married to Jacob in verse 23, and Rachel is married to Jacob in verse 30. In addition to this, this it's even more than this. You cannot make this up. This is crazy. No, so, you can't. In Genesis 29, Laban is doing is having a, uh, an exchange with Jacob, and but we know that Jacob's name is Israel. Well, in 2023, we have Leah, we have Laban asteroid, and we have Israel asteroid, all very very close to each other in and around the Virgo area, and wow. we have the same thing going on in 2030. I don't know if we got Laban. Let me just see. We don't. I don't think I didn't look at Laban actually where Laban was in 2030. I don't think he's around. But we have Rachel. Oh, yeah. Here, here's the other thing, too. L- Leah comes back in 2030 hmm. it, during the Feast of Trumpets, right? So you know how we oh. come back with Christ, the second coming? Amen. Mm-hmm. Leah wow. comes back to, the, to Virgo in 2030 as Rachel is, is getting taken with by Israel. Uh, at oh, the wow. return in 2030 with Leah, the bride. Oh, wow. So do you guys get it? You guys get Yeah, I totally get it. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That is oh, yeah. unbelievable. I got to do a whole new video. <laughs> I got to do another animation. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, the spelling is like one letter's off with Rachel. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's spelled a little different, but you know how, when you're going from Hebrew to Greek and there's always this different translations, you know, and you know, similar to like Judah, Judas and Judah, like, um, it's the same word. And, you know, so, so, Brother, the brother Judah sold Joseph for 20 pieces of silver in the Old Testament, but Judah sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver in the New Testament. So we have two yeah. Judas. We've got a 20 and a 30, you know, but the spelling is a little different, but it's the same meaning. So in the stars, we've got Rachel and, and Raquel or whatever, you know. 20, 30. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Isn't that something, guys? Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, all of this is just so incredible. I mean, our yeah. God is an awesome God. And, and Amen. It's just I mean, further proof of what we're dealing with today and how we're how we're all coming together as watchmen, watch women on the you know, on the wall, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Brother Dana and uh and Brad, he was on with us la- last night or yesterday, whenever you guys are watching the video. And uh glad to have you guys. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Being here, good to be here. Yeah. So um, these guys are, they both have really good skills at Stellarium as well. And they've got brains that think like myself as well. They like their math, they like their numbers, they like to see things. And so um, we are going to talk about a lot of things, lots of exciting things. Feast of Trumpets uh, is coming around the corner. And there is so many things and asteroids up there it's not even funny. It's like a big <laughs> billboard sign. And um, we are going to hit and focus on Yeshua. So I'll give you a little introduction there. Yeshua, there's an asteroid called Ojima. And uh, the number that it is associated with is, uh, it means bride. So uh, Ojima means, the, the number with Ojima is 3565. And that Greek number in Strong's is 3565. So whenever an asteroid has a number, almost all the time, we've, I'm just checking out the Strong's number, either the Hebrew or the Greek. And so this asteroid Ojima, uh, the number 3565, so that's Strong's Greek 3565 means bride. 
so we've got this uh, Yeshua, Yeshua comment and this bride comment uh, that was in the womb December 18th on Hanukkah 2022. And then there's also this other asteroid that means embryo. And then there's this other asteroid that means Gabriel, just like the angel Gabriel. All there on Hanukkah, December 18th, 19, uh, nine months before Feast of Trumpets. We're going to show all that. We're going to go through it really slow. We're going to show our screens and all that. So, And then we're going to share some other things. We're going to talk about the Nishimura Comet and the Comet Levi Shoemaker. And Dana's brought up some really excellent things there, show some pictures and things like that. Um, so before we go into all that slowly, what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to rifle up. There's like a thousand asteroids in that Virgo area. And yeah. it's like you can really tell a story. What, what I'm going to do is this. I'm just going to talk kind of quickly for like five minutes. And I'm going to name just a few, like around 30 of the asteroids, 30 of the thousands or thousand in that area that just really popped out. Thank you to to uh, Sharon in particular for sharing uh, a lot of this stuff, among other brothers and sisters. Uh, so I'll put Brad's screen up. And Brad, if you can keep up with what I'm saying uh, while I'm talking about this. So you've got your slayer. And maybe you can make it a little bigger for the viewer. And I will get rid of our faces so they can see the screen a bit a bit better and um we'll go from there so the first one is dura d-u-r-e and can you see that and this is uh during we're going to try and focus on september 19th uh, 2023 if you can get it and dura and this was a comment by delta or d-e-l-y-t-a and dura means to last long and the Strong's number in Hebrew, 3104, means a ram's horn. So this little asteroid in Virgo's chest means a ram's horn. And here we are waiting for the ram's horn to be blown on Feast of Trumpets. And how does a ram's horn operate? You have to blow wind from your lungs into a ram's horn. And this um, asteroid here means ram's horn. So we can sit on that for a while, but we're going to move on. I'm just going to just just kind of throw some info at you and move on. Um, we also know that child in the uh, Bible, this is not an asteroid, but 2030 means child. And also that's in Hebrew and the Greek 2030 means eyewitness. So we're expecting for a second coming in 2030. We're at least hoping that. And there you go. All right. Another asteroid is Basilia, B-A-S-I-L-E-A. If you've got that, Brad. And that Strong's number means seven. So we're expecting seven years. And that's in the foot, right? Is that, is that right, Brad? Uh, Yeah, close. Yeah, so very close to the bottom there, and that means seven. The Strong's number, 2033. And so we're going to move on to another one. Um, N-I-N-I-N-G-E-R, and that number for that one is 2421. And the Hebrew... Uh, Definition means to live. We're going to have new life, uh, hopefully, at this time. And where's that? That's right around the moon, right? And on, on, uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it also means in Greek, 2421 means Jesse, son of Obed, father of King David. We talked about Jesus being the son of David. So another one that uh, this is a big one right here. This is R-I-S-T-I-I-N-A. 
and that number is 2690. And uh, the Hebrew for that is to sound a trumpet. To sound a trumpet. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And where is that, Brad? I can't see great, but is it around the foot? It's uh, on the 19th. It's between the legs. It's right between the legs. It means to sound a trumpet. And the Greek uh, for 2690 is to overturn or overthrow. So that's wonderful. Here's another awesome one. The spelling is P-A-L-O-M-A-A. And that number is 1548. And the Greek meaning is to give in marriage. And the wow. Hebrew, yeah, the Hebrew is to be bald, shave, shave off. So, you know, we talk about sackcloth and bald-headed and all that. Where is it? Is it in the shoulder? Yes. Yeah. So that means to give in marriage, and it means to be bald or shamed. So it's like it's a, it's like a double meaning here. It's like it's a good thing and a bad thing. So You're like a, go up yeah. the bald head. Go up the bald head. Yeah, that right. That's right. <laughs> feel free to feel free, guys, to interject. I'm just kind of. I just. I don't want to waste people's time. I just want to just fire off info. And uh, but certainly, if you if you hear anything that I say, just like, hey, Aaron, I thought of this or whatever. So anyway, so um, that's that. We have another one. It's the spelling is Y A S U T A N I, and that number is four eight six three. And so the Greek meaning for that is to lead together, to bring together, to come together, to assemble, to assemble. And we're waiting for God to assemble us, our Father to assemble us. And that's in the left arm, is that right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so now uh, Brother Daniel shared this with me in our Discord, and this spelling is K-H. A N I N A. The number there is three zero six eight. This is amazing. This one. So the Greek is I wash, bathe the body, I cleanse from sin. And then the uh, Hebrew means Yahweh. It means Yahweh. That's the Hebrew number for Yahweh in Hebrew. So in other words, Yahweh cleanses me from sin. Is in Virgo. So that's awesome. <laughs> Another one is uh, Gen- Genevira 613. So the spelling is G-I-N-E-V-R-A. And that Greek number is 613. And that means I hide, I conceal, I keep secret. Hmm. And this whole thing is a bit of a mystery, is it not? Yeah, that's the glory of kings to search out a matter. Yeah, that's right. And Jesus always spoke in parables. And so the 613 is I hide, conceal, and I keep secret. And um, so that's that. Uh, This one's huge. Okay, so this one's fun. Okay, Q-U-E-R-C-U-S. And the number for that is 8643. And the Hebrew meaning for H. 8643 is Torah. Well, uh, Feast of Trumpets is called Yom Torah. So this means a shout or a blast of war, an alarm or joy, 
clamor. That is an uh, uh, acclamation of joy or a battle cry, especially clangor of trumpets as an alarm, alarm blowing of the trumpets, joy, jubilee, loud noise, rejoicing, shouting, high, joyful sounds. So, How many does that make now? <laughs> Three I, or four? <laughs> yeah. Isn't this amazing? It really is, man. It's it's like you said. This is Team Jesus. I mean, there's so many of these to search out, and you know, we've had so much help from people in the community to, to help point out a lot of these. That it's just so amazing. Yeah, that one was a fun one. That so that means Yom. That means Torah. That so you're so this asteroid. So it's Feast of Trumpets, which means Yom Torah. So now we have an asteroid with a number that means Torah. Blow the trumpets in Virgo on Feast of Trumpets. That is amazing. God's odds. God's odds. <laughs> this is not a coincidence. So I'm Amen. just, I'm, if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to just keep, keep, keep on reading and then we'll get into conversation. Uh, but it, certainly interject it. Another one, it's called uh, Still, S-T-I-L-L. 6116 is the number. And, that, and the Hebrew meaning for that is an assembly, especially on a festival or a holiday. Wow. A solemn assembly meeting. Wow. And where is that? It's a, it's a, that's in the feet. Yes, on the 19th, it's by her knee. Yeah, perfect. So that means, yeah, a solemn assembly. My goodness. I've got scriptures here. I guess I'll skip it for now. I can come back to it if we want. But, you know, in Joel, there's talking about a solemn assembly and, and things of that nature. Okay, there's another one that was shared by Anne uh, in my Discord. And um, it's Christine. So C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N. And that number is 628. And the Greek meaning, again, means to wash fully. That is, have remitted, wash away. I wash away my sins in baptism. And the Hebrew number means gathered up together. 628, gathered up together. I mean, nice. <laughs> I like it. And it also mean, Christine also means follower of Christ in Latin. So this is a giant neon flashing billboard in the sky right now. It's basically what we're <laughs> discovering. Uh, yeah, it's like it hurts my head because I'm like, I, I like simple. I like, my channel's called God a Minute. You know, I just like, if I just saw one or two, I'd be good with that. You know? I'm the same way. This is, it's almost, it almost strikes me as gaudy, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, like the other one, the, the 2017 one had, at least it had this sort of elegance to it, you know? Yeah. 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 So. I don't know. I just the, the last 24 hours, people are like sending me things, and I'm like, writing it down just by hand. Like, okay, I cut, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know. So, um, also in Virgo, Anne wrote that there's a permanent star called H E Z E. So this is not an asteroid. This is just a permanent star in Virgo, uh, right um, in the reproductive area. And um, so this means he will increase or add. So uh, the child comes when it goes past that line um god will increase will he increase um us into his kingdom you know what i'm saying so that's what that star means he will increase okay here's a really awesome one from sharon uh it's 
S-R-B-I-J-A, and the number is 1564. And this is Hebrew. It means an embryo, an embryo. So we're going to talk about that uh, later on. So hold that thought because that's a very, very important one, an embryo, okay? Because we're going to talk about the child and the birth and all that with Yeshua and the bride and all that. So that's going to come back into play when we talk about that in a minute. Uh, okay. Another one to share. I'll skip those two. Um, okay, these two are really good. All right. So this is also from Sharon. So Weaver, W-E-A-V-E-R. Hmm. And that number is 3107, and that means blessed. Blessed. Now, we know Titus 2.13 is we're waiting for our blessed hope. So there is blessed. And where is hope? Well, it's P-E-R-B-R-A-H-E. That's another asteroid. Okay, so it's P-E-R space B-R-A-H-E. And that number is 1680. And the Greek meaning for 1680 is hope. So um, we have a blessed hope. We had a one wow. that means blessed, and we got another one that means hope right in Virgo yeah. at this time. And we're waiting for our blessed hope. Right? Amen. Nice. Dana and I were talking about Lily. Uh, I think it was last night. And so the asteroid is S-A-L-A-Z-A-R. And that number is 2918. And that means Lily. And Song of Solomon talks about Lily. Hmm. Lily of the Valley. Uh, sorry, what was the, where was the blessed one again? Yep, uh, it's Weaver, W-E-A-V-E-R. Okay. Maybe Brad can pull it up again. I think they were pretty close. Were they not, Brad? Weaver and... Yeah, Weaver is on this day right in the wheat. Okay. And then the 1680 is, is like right next to it or what? Yeah, let's just review it again. Dream Weaver. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow, they're really close. Yeah. They're very close. So they're blessed hope. Those two together mean blessed hope. I mean, we. I could just that, do a video on that. There's like cowbell right there, honestly. I, mm-hmm. I, I know. Should I go get my cowbell? I'm uh, like, yes, get the cowbell. That one, you might have to. <laughs> There's my cowboy yeah. for you guys. And is it the blessed is is that in the Strong's number? Yeah, so blessed is G three one zero seven. Okay, this is a keeper. Yeah, and I then the other ones weren't good, but that one's really cool. Really cool. It, no, I, I know, I know, I know. There's just so much info. It's like that could be a video just by itself. Blessed it, in hope. Seriously, uh, what was the G the Strong's number again for the blessed? Yep. Yeah, so that was uh, G three one zero seven. Okay. And the hope is G1680. Wow. That is really cool. Now, for that Kudos. hope... Whoever, whoever found that, that was really cool. Yeah, that's Sharon. Yeah, she found so many things. And awesome. The, the H, the strong H for uh, that hope uh, one, so the 1680 means to move, gently glide, glide over, and that comes from the Book of Song of Solomon as well, that, that word that word is in Song of Solomon, to move gently. And we're waiting to fly gently out of here for our blessed hope. So just those Amen. two alone deserve its own thing. 
Okay, here's another one. Uh, it's spelled T-O-V-A-R-I-S-H-C-H. And um, that number is 2787. And in Greek, that means the ark. The wow. ark. Yeah, in which Noah sailed the ark of the covenant. And uh, the, the Hebrew for 2787 is to be hot or scorched, to burn. So there's... This is one of those uh, asteroids that represent kind of two different things. You're either on the ark or you're going to be scorched Mm -hmm. or burnt, you know? Um, So I'll skip that one. Uh, Okay, just like the days of Noah, right? I just said that, the ark in which Noah... Okay, so the next one is K-A-M-O. And the number for that is 4215. And so the Greek number for that is floods. Rivers, waters, and is that near the one I just showed? Yeah, that was really close to the the last one. Both yeah. are right next to the moon. Right next to the moon in that zone. Okay, so the one I just shared before was talking about with the ark and Noah, and then the one I just talked about is talking about floods, rivers, and waters. So I'll give you a cowbell for that. So <laughs> just like the days of Noah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shall right. come like a flood. Shall come like a flood. Dan and the fact that, right? yeah, and the fact that Nishimura goes to an ark afterwards. Yeah. Very oh yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Nishimura flies into the ark and stays in that constellation permanently after this whole thing. Ridiculous. Okay. The next one is K I L A D. Z-E, and that number is 4737. In Greek, that means to crown, to crown, and or to be crowned. And we're going to the crowning ceremony. That's what we're doing here. And where is it? Is it near the head? It is. In, in this image, it's on her shoulder, but yes. It's on her shoulder, okay. Without the artwork, yeah, it would be right at the head. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon the throne. Yes. Waiting for that. And then the Hebrew for 4737 means possession of Yah. We are we are a possession of Yah. Ooh, that's good. So that's that one. I'll skip this other one. Uh, okay, now I couldn't find this on mine, so I don't know if you're going to find it without... The number is 5604. Are you able to find it? If you can't, I, that's okay. 1992 FE? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right in the wheat. Okay, so ready for this one? So the Greek for 5604 is birth pain. Hmm. Nice. Cowbell. Cowbell. Cowbell, yeah. I need more cowbell, baby. Yeah. I guess you guys are the ones that decide if there's a cowbell or not. (laughs) But yeah, so that means birth pain, 5604. Wow. That's really good. You know, right in line with the womb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, man. I, I didn't. Amazing. You know, okay. It, you know it, what? You know, I bet like all of these asteroids um, have stories of their own. Like if, if you if you uh, follow them back in time, you know, and yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just there's not enough time to, to, to <laughs> delve into every single one. But the yeah. few ones that we have sort of looked into in detail, they have got, when, once you start looking in detail, there's like a whole bunch of other stuff you uncover. I know. 
I just noticed in the comment that Irish girl says Jesus is at the door and Dora, which I, it means Dora as well. So, um, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I think Brad said that right. And yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think there's an asteroid called America. Uh, yes. so I think that's going into, I think that's at the bottom going into Libra. Yes. Is oh. it? Yeah. 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 Okay. So America nine sixteen nine sixteen the Greek number that equals burden, charge, heavy, press. So America is going into uh, Libra um, right after this. Uh oh. Uh oh. Judgment. Um. So Rebecca King uh, uh, shared this on a, a comment. Thank you. And again, this is going to be one of the themes of this video, so we will get there. But Ojima, you might as well show Ojima right now. Ojima, O J I M A, three five six five. So this is a big deal. Pay attention to this one. We'll get back to this. But the Greek number three five six five means bride. That means this one means bride. And um, if you go one strong number over. 3566 means bridegroom. If you go one more than that, it means bridal chamber. Hmm. So, But this particular asteroid uh, means bride with the Greek number. So, yeah, hold your thought on that one. I got like a, uh, another one here. Okay, here's another really awesome one shared by uh, CRMOSS1212 in a comment. And uh, it's Pascal, P-A-S-C-A-L. The number is 4500, and just like we said, it, we're waiting for the trumpet to, to blow, right? And we already shared about Yom Terah. <laughs> so this one is, uh, it means with a great noise, with a rushing wind. Hmm. And where is that? Is it? Uh, it's in her arm. That It's close to where the Blessed Hope were. Wow. With a great noise. So... Close to to the lungs, I guess. Yeah. L L I M sorry I A M S and that's number three seven zero zero. The Greek meaning for three seven zero zero means to appear. To appear. We're waiting for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing. Yeah, so that was shared by Daniel Taylor. So I'm going to show you my screen of, of Daniel Taylor's picture here. So that's that, and I will I'll take our heads out of it so they can see the picture a bit better. And uh, he just put put up a couple of verses of, um, you know, the that had the word appear in it. So um, that's to the left of Virgo, and we're waiting for that glorious appearing. But I um. I, I guess I won't share it, but that the the Strong's three seven zero zero is in the Book of Revelation quite a bit, and so I will uh, maybe I'll kick this stream and maybe I'll just get my Bible app up and I'll show you a couple of verses where it says it, and then we'll get talking about the other things that we we're gonna get talking about here. So window, uh, oh maybe I have to open up this first. Let's try it again. Here we go. So I will go to... Can you see the screen? Yes. Yep. All right. 
So I'll show you where 3700 is, in, just in the book of Revelation anyway. Um, it's in Revelation 1-7. And uh, behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also will which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him even so. So every eye shall see him. There is that word that I just showed, which is to the left of Virgo, right there. Every eye shall see him. See him. And then Revelation uh, 11, 19 is there. And then, um, well, guess what? It's in the Revelation 12, verse 1, verse, which is so critical to what we're talking about right now. And there appeared, right there. So that asteroid... 3700 is right beside the woman right now uh, a feast of trumpets and there appeared a great wonder in heaven so there it is right there it's also in Revelation 12.3 uh, and there appeared another so it's right here as well isn't that something that's really cool and Revelation 22 verse 4 uh, and they shall see his face right there they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. We are waiting to see his face, waiting for his appearing, our blessed hope. Um, so, all right. So that's kind of like, I just wanted to slam all that stuff down as quickly as I could. And uh, so I'll take that off now. And if we now if we ever need to um, refer back to any of those that we said, now that, now that we've kind of heard it, and maybe it'll come up in conversation again. So... Um, What's next, guys? Shall we, shall we show the movement of um, Yeshua and Yeshua and the bride thing with Brad's picture? Sure, sure. Okay, let's do that. So, again, thanks, guys, for being here. Um, so, can you sh start it from 2017? Yes. So, guys, this is so so cool. This is so cool. Uh, Dean and I were trying to figure this out too, and trying to we're trying to lock in two asteroids at the same time and watch their movement. And Brad figured it out today, and like, and we watched the movement of Yeshua and that bride asteroid Ojima three five six five, which means bride. We watched the movement all the way back from what what 1948? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We started at um, the rebirth of Israel in 1948 in May, and followed it all the way. We watched it. I don't know how many minutes it took, but it was a while and. And it was an, an amazing video, really, an amazing image to watch from that up to this point. Yeah. So, uh, But we're going to start from, is this 2017? Yes. So let's start from there, and I'll make that screen bigger. And uh, so we're going to watch Yeshua who uh, follow uh, the bride asteroid, and we're just going to watch it. And then we'll come back and we'll slow it down, okay? So you can see them moving through the stars. And you can see that they they travel together. It's like they're dancing. It's and this like Ojima means bride again. Yes, yes. Ojima, the, the number is Greek for bride. And so Yeshua is behind the bride, flying through the constellation since 2017, just following her along. When when she goes back, he goes back, more or less. See that? They go, they're just gliding together. And then... Um, as we approach Hanukkah 2022, they get they get to the womb together. They, they, they're in the womb at the exact same time. See how close they are now? And they go through that womb together. 
and yeah, go ahead and just play it through, and maybe go even go to 2030, and and then we'll come back to this. But this is amazing. They're they're going to the womb together, boom, and then boom. There's there's trumpets, and we'll come back to that. But I just wanted to show you guys. Now Yeshua is in front mm-hmm. of the bride. The, the whole time before this, he was behind her, and now he's guiding yeah. her through the rest of the constellations. Um, we'll we'll go all the way to 2030 just so you guys can see the movement here. Okay, so you can see them moving to the stars. And you can see that they they travel together. It's like they're dancing. It's and this like Ojima means bride again. Yes, yes. Ojima, the, the number is Greek for bride. And so Yeshua is behind the bride flying through the constellations since 2017, just following her along. When when she goes back, he goes back, more or less. See that? They go, they're just gliding together. And then, um, as we approach... Hanukkah 2022. They get they get to the womb together. They they they're in the womb at the exact same time. See how close they are now. And they go through that womb together. And, yeah, go ahead and just play it through and maybe go even go to 2030 and, and then we'll come back to this. But this is amazing. They're, they're going to the womb together. Boom. And then boom, there's, there's trumpets and we'll come back to that. But I just wanted to show you guys. Now Yeshua is in front. Of uh, the bride, the the whole time before this, he was behind her, and now he's guiding yeah. her through the rest of the constellations. Um, we'll we'll go all the way to twenty thirty, just so you guys can see the movement here. Like a nice little dance. It is. It's very poetic. I think it's brilliant. This is 2027 now. 27, yeah. And uh, and you'll notice in 2030 when we get there that uh, Yeshua is in Capricornus, uh, representing, in my opinion, the separation of the sheep and the goats. And then uh, the bride is in Sagittarius, where the bow is. Representing us coming back on white horses. That's what that's what the way, that's what I see in the picture. But you guys can tell me what you see. In oh, that's exactly what I think too. I, I can't think of a better picture than that. Right about here, right? Yes. So that's 2030. Yeshua was in Capricornus, separating the sheep and the goats, while the bride is on the white horses. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is there anything in there, Dana, that you were like, whoa, because you haven't seen this yet? Um, you you told me about it, um, but this is the first time, yeah, I've seen it uh, where um, Yeshua uh, took the lead. Uh, what was that in 2022? Yeah, they went into the. So let's go back to 2022 now, guys. Uh, Brad, they went into the womb together. We're I gonna, saw that. Yeah. We're going to focus on December 18th now, 2022, and that's Hanukkah. Okay, and Dana, why don't you start talking about Hanukkah and all that? This is a perfect segue, and we could even share some of your screens and come back to Brad's screens, but let's now talk about this Hanukkah thing, because it was nine months ago from this Feast of Trumpets, September 19th. All right. Let me know if you want me to share your screen or whatever, or I don't know. Yeah, let me just I'm gonna share my entire screen. So. Okay. Okay, so we're going to put on Dana's screen now. And your entire screen is being shared right now. Um, yeah. So, just to take a step back, um, we—I don't know. Some of you might remember this picture. I think it came from Steve Fletcher's channel, and this was um, late last year. And we sort of—well, uh, he, he basically figured out that the Blood Moon Tetrad of 2014 and 2015, and the Blood Moon Tetrad of um, 2021-2022, uh, from each respective blood moon, so from, I don't know if you can see my, can you see my mouse pointer? Yes. Yeah, so from this one um, in April 2014 to the, to the first one of, of the next Tetrad, there's exactly um, 25.98 days. And the same goes for every single blood moon. It's actually pretty amazing. Um, and even the solar eclipse that's, that's in the center of the Tetrad, of these respective Tetrads, exactly 2598 days so uh if you look up um 2598 in strong's hebrew it means hanukkah right so you know we 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 thought at the time okay well maybe that means the rapture's on hanukkah so we really didn't know but as it turns out um it wasn't obviously but uh we can take we can take a look back now to see what it, actually it was that god was showing us uh with this uh little alignment, we'll call it. So exactly 40 days after that last blood moon um, on November 8th, 2022 is Hanukkah. And open my stellarium here. And yeah, so this is kind of rehashing here, but the red reticule is the Yeshua asteroid. And so if you start going forward in time, so there's uh, December 16th, December 17th, and December 18th, you see the moon, boom, right there. Mm -hmm. So uh, just after, well, maybe not just after sunset, but like about a couple hours after sunset in Jerusalem on December 18th, 2022, which is Hanukkah, um, the moon conjuncts perfectly with that Yeshua asteroid. And to me, this, this marks the conception. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect, right? Because um, just after sunset is when you celebrate Hanukkah, right? And, and that's how the Jews do it. And um, the Hanukkah, the Hanukkah is basically the typology of it. It's, it's the, it's the feast of light. So that also, we, you know, we also consider um, Jesus, 
to be have been conceived on Hanukkah because that's when the light entered the world. So clearly that fits this typology perfectly. So if this uh, Yeshuhu uh, asteroid is marking at this point the conception of the child asteroid, which would come later. And actually, uh, that child asteroid does come later, um, exactly nine months. I don't, not exactly, but it's like nine months in one day. Um, yep. This is the most compelling evidence I, I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, you just can't attribute this to chance. It's just, it's too perfect. And it's that kind of God's perfection, too. And, so, yeah, so if you go to, I have a picture of that. Yeah, so this is, uh, let's see. Well, I've got this thing in the way. Okay, here we go. September 19th, 2023. Um, that's that's when I consider the child to be born because that's the, this is the moment of the sign because the moon's under her feet and mm-hmm. the sun's over her shoulder. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. And um, the other thing is that, um, let's see, I have it written down here. That conception happened exactly to the day, 444 weeks after the center, the, like the middle solar eclipse of the 2014 and 2015 blood moon tetrad. Wow. So exactly 444 weeks. And, you know, that, that, that means that the four sort of always refers to the door. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So uh, that's really a beautiful sort of picture that's being painted there. Um, and the other thing is, I don't know, it may be too early to, to talk about this. Yeah, I think I'll just let you guys talk about the um, Serbia asteroid. Let's really hammer home this December 18th, 2022 thing, okay? So, Brad, if you can pull up... So, Ojima... So, Brad, um, Dana did an awesome job talking about Yeshua in the moon there on December 18th, 2022, Hanukkah. And um, just so you guys know, it's the first day of Hanukkah. But it's, but last year, it was on the Torah calendar, it was the 24th day of the ninth month. Let me see if I can show you. I, I might as well show my screen first. I'm going to show my screen. Can you see my screen? Yeah, you can see that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in the bottom corner here, this is 2022, month nine. December 18th is the 24th day of the ninth month. So in the Bible, Haggai 2, verse 18, it says, consider now, this is uh, this was emailed to me like a couple hours ago from Bobby. Thank you for messaging me this verse. She's like, hey, you should talk about this. I'm like, I'm totally talking about this, and thank you for sending me this verse. So consider now from this day forward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it. Is the seed still in the barn? As yet the vine, the fig tree. So Yeshua, in my opinion, is planting this seed because the moon, I think, represents um, the the egg. The egg, you know, like the fertilization, right? So uh, I'll bring Brad's screen back up. Uh, where is it? Is it right here? Is that Brad's screen? Yeah. So Yeshua in, is in the moon there on December 18th on Hanukkah. But the Bible verse says, is the seed still in the barn on the 24th day of the ninth month? And so we all, many of us believe that Jesus was conceived on Hanukkah, Festival of Lights. And here we have the moon and Yeshua in the moon 
with uh, in Virgo, but look in the reproductive area. Where is the bride at this very, very moment? Ojima, Ojima, O-J-I-M-A, which means 3565. Can you see it? Is it there? Yes. It's in the birthing canal, receiving the seed. Are you kidding me? Cowbell. <laughs> Are you kidding yes. Double cowbell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, triple cowbell. There you go. That's so too perfect. Let me get this straight. Yeshua is putting the seed at per, like the Bible verse in Haggai nine verse twenty four into the barn, and Jesus said, you know, he's kind. He, in the temple is like the Holy Spirit and all that. I'm gonna raise it up in three days. The bride Ojima is receiving the seed. They've been dancing around the sky, flying around randomly for the last 80 years, but they happen to be in perfect conjunction on Hanukkah, December 18, 2022. After this point, Yeshua was pursuing her, but after this point, Yeshua now leads her beyond this point. But in this area, we've got this other asteroid, which we talked about, which means embryo. And that's S-R-B-I-J-A. Can you find Serbia, that? Serbia is how you pronounce it. Okay, Serbia. It's just the, like a Serbian spelling of Serbia. Uh-huh. And uh, the number of that one, what was the number of that one again? It was... Uh, 1564. So that means embryo. And when you read Psalm 139, when this word is in there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you guys Psalm 139. I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. So we were seeing a picture of being born and all that. Psalm 139, where this word is used in the Hebrew, is this. Uh, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eye saw my substance being yet un, unformed right there that's the word unformed or embryo you know and in your book they all were written the days fashioned for me when as yet there were uh, none of them so psalm 139 13 through 16 is talking about a birth and being formed in your mother's womb and here is the asteroid in the mother's womb when yeshua and the bride are potentially consummating the child yeah, if you want to see something cool, then uh, go back to, well, show it first, show it in motion, like uh, as at like maybe a couple days before the conception. And watch how um, Serbia or quote unquote embryo, because uh, it's coming in, it's coming into the Virgo's belly. And then in, right after the conception, it does like a retrograde movement and goes and as if it's, you know, just hanging out the, in the. Uh, belly growing as an embryo, as a fetus. Yeah, you see. <laughs> wow. Right, and then and then exactly at um, I don't know if you could track a child at this point, but exactly at uh, I think it's August twenty second. Uh, the the exact point when Serbia, the embryo, quote unquote, leaves the little imaginary line there of the uh, of the womb, then child enters the womb. Yeah. It, it, you can't make this stuff up. So if you, do you know how to put the constellation lines on? I can see them. They're just really faint. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what what uh, Dana was saying there was the child comes into the womb when the embryo leaves the womb, like on the same day. They they cross the and the embryo leaves the bottom line when the child enters the first line in the in the switch spots at that point, essentially. Um. So that's incredible. Now, yeah. if that weren't enough, there's two more things to add to this whole story of the birth and December 18th. My goodness. And so, where is the child on December 18th, 2022? Well, it's in the loins of Leo the lion. It's underneath the lion. So when Yeshua is, um, you know, putting the seed in the barn, so to speak, when the bride is in the birthing canal and the embryo is in the womb, the seed is coming from Leo the lion because the child is has uh, is under Leo the lion. So can you go look where child is? December eighteenth, two thousand twenty-two. So it's under the Leo the lion. Wow, this is consummation is coming. So we know that the seed comes from the king. You know. And the other one, the other thing to add to this is there's one more asteroid now, December eighteenth, two thousand twenty-two. So you guys know that angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, yo, you're going to have a kid, yo. And don't worry, uh, the seed is from God. It's from Yahweh. It's not from Joseph. It's from Yahweh. So, you know, we would expect to see Gabriel in this whole birthing story, and we do. And so the asteroid name is B-E-A-T-E, and that number is 1043 and that means that's Greek, Sean's Greek for Gabriel. And that is to the left, of the, just around the knee, right? Yes. So in this picture, <laughs> what we see is uh, this asteroid representing Gabriel announcing that you are going to conceive and have a child. And we have Yeshua and the bride in conjunction for the first time in line on Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, uh, with the embryo, and the child asteroid is in the loins of Leo. And then nine months later, we have a child coming out of Virgo. Hmm. Well, I, like, you guys go ahead and say something. With, with the, uh, the number 4580, which is 45 plus 80, is uh, 125, which is Revelation 12.5. Nice. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah. Yeah, say that again for us so we can absorb what you just said. Yeah. Uh, the number identifier for the child asteroid is 4580, and 45 plus 80 is 125. Mm-hmm. And, of course, 125 is what we're looking at here, right? Revelation 12.5. Man-child was born verse. That's yeah. Great. You know, one of the things I think is really it's subtle and profound. You know, the fact that Yeshua is like right on the edge of the moon, not directly behind it or close to and it. It really looks like an egg, <laughs> the image of an egg being fertilized. I mean, this to me, that's more convincing had it been behind the moon or just kind of close to it. Yeah. I was thinking that if it, if it were a comet, it would be even more perfect for that imagery. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's 
like a perfect story, you know. And and but the the thing is, it's kind of hidden. Like this is this is not easy to find. This was not an easy thing to just. Find. You had to search this stuff out really to find all this stuff, and there was a team of people doing this. So I thought this was so cool. Um, and also, forty five eighty. Um, the the meat the the. the it, I'm mumbling here. It means uh, a Christian from Thessalonica. So, and we get our rapture verses from First Thessalonians, and um, and it's talking about a birth in cha- chapter five of Thessalonians. So that child 4580 means a Christian, particularly from Thessalonica. Rapture verse, and it's going to be like labor pains in chapter five of Thessalonians. And as we speak, there's a uh, like the worst rainstorm in Greece's history, called a storm called Daniel, hitting the Thessalonica region. <laughs> wow. A storm called Daniel. Yeah, it's a rainstorm called Daniel that's causing these like catastrophic uh, floods, and it's hitting the Thessaly region, so named because uh, that's where Thessalonica is, and it's supposed to be like the worst uh, storm that they've ever had in their in Greece's history. So. My goodness. My goodness. Okay, I'm just going to say it one more time because I love this particular asteroid. And this one was Q-U-E-R-C-U-S, and 8643 is the number. And that means Torah. Yom Torah is there on 2023 Peace of Trumpets. But that is what Peace of Trumpets is, Yom Torah. So September um, 19, 2023, it's in Virgo. And... um so that's that. Now, Dana, you had some other pictures that you wanted to share, and we, we're going to talk about Nishimura as well, going through the head. Yeah, yeah. So first I'll show the uh, gematria of that Ojima okay. asteroid. Well, okay, I should show your screen then. Uh, yes. Okay, we'll switch screens to Dana's screen. Thank you, everybody, for being here and hanging out. Love you guys. I'm just really enjoying this. Uh. Yeah, so that Ojima asteroid that's um, sort of acting like the bride of the Yeshua asteroid, um, if you think about it, um, the, that's, and they're conceiving a child, right? So the child being the church um, is really like the child of uh, Jesus and the nation of Israel, right? So we're kind of like typologically um, Israel's child. Um, so... That being said, if you look at the the numbers that God chose to use for this for this Ojima asteroid, if you add up the three five six five, you get nineteen, and and then if you do the basic simple ordinal gematria on uh, Ojima, it comes out to forty eight. Right? Wow! So it, it's nineteen forty eight, which um, I can't think of any number that would better represent the nation of Israel than that number. Man, that is incredible. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that um, the Hebrew value, some people know this already, the Hebrew gematria value for Eve uh, is 19, right? And Eve was the uh, bride of the first Adam, right? So it's pretty striking to me that uh, God chose to use this number 3565, which adds up to 19 for, to represent, you know, as a as the number that represents in this picture here, the bride of the second Adam, Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, amazing. Can I show my screen since you talked about Eve? Sure. Okay, I'll show my screen just for a second, just to show you guys one verse about Eve. 
because you know I like my verse 23s right now. And what does he say in Genesis 2, oh, 23? Yeah, and Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. So this is, this is the announcement of his partner in verse 23. So there you go in verse 23, among many other verse 23s. But I'll bring it back to your screen, bro, because just because you brought up... Um, oh, okay. Now I have to remember what I was talking about. Oh, um, okay, yeah, this is this is really, really cool. Okay, so um, Brad, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, he was showing... It was the day before yesterday, actually. I got to pull up my... Stellarium. Uh, he was showing like the movement of the Nishimura ast uh, comet, sort of through this like asteroid field, because he's using some other program that sort of depicts the all like hundreds of asteroids, and you can see Nishimura like dodging all these um, asteroids. But it does conjunct with one particular asteroid, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, sort of the numbers about it. If this one right here called. Uh, 1734 right, Zongolovich. Yeah. This was good. Okay. Yes, yeah, good. And let me just maximize the screen and make it clear. You're going to like this one, Brad. You're going to like it. You got a tab all over there? I'm ready. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me get it to the right time. Let's see. I'm in 2022. That's no good. I got to go back to September 2023. Okay, so... This little red reticule is the asteroid. I think you need mentioned. to share his screen, Aaron, not to interrupt. Oh, okay. I, am I sharing the wrong screen? Yeah, you're on mine. Oh, okay. I knew I was something. Something was going on. Okay. There we go. Okay. okay go cool. ahead, Dean. Okay. So the little red reticule here is the asteroid that Brad found. It's called 1734 Zongolovich, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and. If you, up here, you can see this little dot right here, and this little label says um, is that the, that's the Nishimura comet, okay? And so as you go through, I'm going to move forward here. And so we're September 19th, September 20th. Uh, before I actually hit it, I should probably mention, uh, that Brad, what Brad mentioned, strong 1734 means his beloved, yes. okay? So, and we know Nishimura represents, uh, so it's like this sort of symbol for Jesus, right? For the beloved husband going west to pick up his beloved, right? And return her safely to the ark. So watch this. So if you go forward, um, Nishimura conjuncts, conjuncts perfectly with this <laughs> asteroid called uh, his beloved. Now, that's just cool. I think that's even in a way superior. I mean, it's it's not in every way, but in a way it's superior even to the child. Like if the, if they had just if if uh, Patrick had discovered just the <laughs> Zongolovich asteroid <laughs> and the Nishibura, that already by itself would have been an amazing story. You know, because it happens on the Feast of Trumpets. It's it's this comet that means you know magnificent husband goes west and it goes and picks up a his beloved and takes her back to the ark. But the fact that it, I mean, it's just the icing on the cake at this point. Yeah. So, um, so the other thing is that, um, so, I mean, you know, Brad already showed that. So I'm just kind of. Uh, you know what? Before, before you say this, Miles put the, the time to 1734 instead of 1736. 
Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> wow. 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 Can I get like a five cowbells for that? That's just That's insane. <laughs> wow. Hey, props, man. Respect. That was awesome. Somebody's paying attention. <laughs> I have to keep that. I'm going to have to keep on every time it moves forward one minute. I'm just going to back it up. Just keep it on that. Look at that. Wow. What a great find. I'm so, man. Not perfectly accurate, but I mean, I mean, it's close enough. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know. It also depends on the perspective. You know, if I'm on a different part of the earth, then maybe yeah, of course. it is perfectly conjoined at that time. Uh, but the other thing is that what I found after watching that live stream was that um, Luke 1734, because we're looking at 1734 Zongalovich. Luke 1734 is... I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken, the other shall be left. Yeah. Do you mm. like that, Brad? Do you like yeah. that? Say that again. Uh, Luke 17.34, because we're looking at, at this asteroid with the number yeah. 17.34, is, I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Oh, man, dude. This, this has God all over it. Isn't that crazy? I love it. This is like my favorite one. Oh, man. This has made my night, my week, my year incredible. Yeah. And this is also uh, 440 weeks. What is it? Is it? Yeah. September 22nd. Yeah, exactly to the day, 444 weeks after the March 20, 2015 solar eclipse. Wow. Which was in the middle of that uh, famous 2014-2015 blood moon tetrad. So it's got that going for it, too. But, yeah, that's just a really, really cool I, – I actually was trying to figure out what Zongolovich means, and I asked my uh, friend who's from Russia, because <laughs> it kind of sounds like a Russian name. He didn't know, <laughs> and you can't find any information on it on Google. So if anybody listening, uh, I think he said it was like a um, Slavic sort of variant of uh, – it's not, it's not Russian. It's more like a Slavic language or something. So if anybody listening is from that part of the world and knows what that means – Maybe it has a cool meaning. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Yeah, Something I'm, I'm hoping because I, I couldn't find anything either, and 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 so far everything's just been right on bullseye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right on the bullseye. Remember, and remember, I talked about the arc. I forget which one it was. Now I'm looking through my notes. Uh, one of those asteroids means the arc. Oh yeah, here it is. T O V A R I C H. Talk about the arc. Talk about Noah. The number is G two seven eight seven. Now you just brought up Luke seventeen thirty four, right? Correct. Okay. Well, let's read Luke seventeen twenty six. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came. Remember that asteroid I talked about? It means flood. Camel. Wow. So, the, so this is why I wanted to read that info at the beginning because now it's just coming up. So. The asteroid Tovarish and Camo, Tovarish number 2787 means Ark and Noah, and the other, this other one, Camo 4215, means floods and rivers. Now Luke 17 is coming alive like crazy because two asteroids, one of them means Ark and one of them means flood. I'm going to read Luke 17:27. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the Ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lord went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. 
Even so, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed? In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Verse 34, which is the one that we really brought up here, is, I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed. One will be taken, and the other will be left. So um, we just kind of had three connections there with two asteroids in that 1734. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, So, I'm sorry, Brad, were you saying something? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm speechless, honestly. I mean, you know, when, when I saw those the other day, it, it's just amazing that there was even more to it than what I had seen then. Well, I was and, just telling, um, I was telling Aaron uh, the other day that, you know, it's we're always finding these, um, like every day we're finding like 30 new asteroids in this, and this, the number has some strong meaning. But what I really love is when you have, um, multiple connections you know like yes. it has a greater depth you know so uh, absolutely it, those are just i just i love those and they create a nice little story and they link up with uh scripture so so the next thing i wanted to show is uh this okay so we talked about this in a old live stream a couple actually like a week ago or something oh, perfect, and yeah. this mm-hmm. is the 100 118p shoemaker levi uh it's a comet okay yeah it's a comet not an asteroid and um shoemaker levi he's this is like two uh, astronomers they were famous for discovering that um other shoemaker levi comet which famously uh plunged into jupiter yeah (laughs) that's sort of interesting coincidence um and the guy levi he actually discovered um in his whole career 23 comets so that's kind of interesting too but uh, what I showed in the past was that um, um, the comet here, 118P Shoemaker Levi. So I'm I'm looking at the Revelation 12 sign of 2017, and you see Jupiter sort of being born here, and that yeah, so that just passed by the 23rd there, right? And so right after Jupiter's being born, um, this comet Shoemaker Levi gets born, and it kind of goes around the ecliptic for the next next six years, I suppose. I, I kind of lost track of it, but basically what happens is it comes back. Yeah. Yeah. It's somewhere, it's somewhere up here above Leo and you'll see it. The red reddick will, will show up again here at some, some point. There it is. Okay. Right there. And, um, for January, February. Just out of curiosity, where is it on December 18th, 2022? Uh, not, a huge, not a huge deal, but we might as well do a little little check there. Dude, dude, you know that reminds me of Genesis 3. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. not? Yeah. Crush his head. Crush his head, yeah. Wow. Whoops, yeah. I lost it. Let me read that. Genesis 3 when... Uh, okay, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. I mean, what the what the what? Okay, so 
while this whole consummation scene is going on December 18th during Hanukkah with the seed and Yeshua going into the womb with the bride there and the Gabriel asteroid there and the embryo asteroid there and the child in the loins of Leo that looks like a total consummation scene, we've got this other asteroid in the head of Hydra. And, comet, comet. Uh, comet, I'm sorry, this other comet. And then okay, I'm going to read this again, Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head. You shall bruise his heel. Like, what the what, man? <laughs> what the what? Well, and now we know what Shoemaker Levi comment was doing on Hanukkah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Okay, just go ahead and – sorry to interrupt. That's just – wow. <laughs> no, that was that was brilliant. That we, I mean, I, I would have never thought to check on that day, but that's perfect. Um, okay, so, yeah, uh, moving forward. And yeah, so amazingly, uh, this comet sort of joins both signs, both the um, 2017 Revelation sign, Revelation 12 sign, and the 2023 Revelation 12 sign. Because you can see here, what is it, 917, 918-ish, it's re-entering the, the womb. So it left on the Feast of Trumpets. Um, in 2017, and it comes back in the Feast of Trumpets uh, on 2023. And so those are the, are those are the, the two major signs. So um, somebody on um, Aaron's comment section on his YouTube pointed out that Levi means um, uh, joined or joined in harmony, uh, which is perfect because this comet is sort of joining these two signs. But there is another sense in which that works, and I think is actually pretty cool too, maybe even cooler. And you brought up something too. When you when you take the artwork off, it looks like that is the actual neck. Right. And so I can do that right now. Um, are those lines uh, thick enough to make them out, Aaron? Yes, I think so. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I, I I configured them to be a little thicker. Okay, good. Yeah, Brad and I can both see it. I think so. All right. So constellation art. I'll turn that off. So uh, this is really cool. This comment here. Uh, so you can see here this little dot, and then right here is the label. That's Nishimura, right? That's the uh, excellent husband going west. And as – so let me just move forward in time. I guess this is September 17th. As this uh, – maybe I should – maybe you want to read real fast. Um, Aaron, you want to read Ephesians um, 5.23? Or I yeah. could read it. Okay, so Ephesians sure. 5.23, there's another 23 for you, right? Mm -hmm. is for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. So keep that in mind. Um, so as you move closer, and you see, uh, as Aaron was pointing out, um, if you take away the constellation art and you just have the stick figure, Virgo is basically a headless constellation. So what's happening here, right when Nishimura Comet arrives, about where it would be the head, um, where 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 uh, imaginary head would be correctly positioned, I should say, is this Le um, Shoemaker Levi comet uh, sort of is at the neck, and the, like we already mentioned, uh, Levi means joined <laughs> uh, or joined in harmony. So yeah, so it's like. Um, pretty obvious what it means. It means like the head being joined um, to the body, right? And exactly as Ephesians 5.23 says. So Christ is the head of the church. 
and he's the head of the, he's the head of the body. So right at the neck, we've got something a, a comment that's called joined, right when the head is in the correct position. And I have another picture of that. So I just want to give full credit. This I this discovery came from a great YouTube channel called uh, I think it's run by Dr. Richard um, Zimmer. Yeah. And yeah. And this is just a really cool thing that he found, I think. And he came up with this little graphic here that shows um, the left is kind of like, okay, but a little bit too early. The, the head is a little too high. And on the right, it's a little bit too low. But right in the middle, which is, I guess, September 19th, it's in the correct position. And the Shoemaker Levi um, comment, which means joined in harmony, <laughs> is right on, right on the neck. So the head's being joined at the neck in harmony. I think that's just really amazing. Man. Yeah. Um, we should really read Ephesians 5:23 to the bottom because uh, looking, at, looking at this picture, yeah, let's do that. So, you know, I'm not going to read it in terms of, you know, just think of it in terms of stars, you know. So, okay, so for the husband is head of the wife as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. So we're making this connection with, Jesus being the head, and we are the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Uh, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Remember those asteroids I talked about washing and being baptized? and being yeah, washed? Yeah. yeah, so that's there. <laughs> at trumpets at the same time, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And here's a big verse right here that really... This is really a big thing. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined. There's the word joined. That's what Levi means. So that, that red thing you're looking at in the picture, that means joined. Joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So here's the head joined, joined to the body, and the head and the body become one flesh being joined. Um, and then the last two verses, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So there's more verses in Colossians that speak to Jesus being the head, and, the, and we are the church being the body, but it's really the core thing is Ephesians 5, 23 through 33. This picture really screams pretty loud when you read that scripture there. So, But wait, there's more. Oh yeah, <laughs> bring it. Okay, so this part gets a little mathy. So for people who don't like math, time to take a bathroom break. <laughs> it's pretty short. <laughs> uh, I actually was um, I was trying to figure out what the what the number meant, um, and I prayed to God about it and asked Him. And within 12 hours, I got a response. Somebody dropped a random uh, um, clue about pi for me about uh, about the uh, number 118. I mean, what are the odds of that happening? You know, within few hours of me asking God about asking about that particular number. Um, so, so I was thinking is the 118, so it's 118P Shoemaker Levi. Is the P in there, what does it mean? Is it like a clue to look in pi? 
So, yeah, so these numbers, by the way, we don't have to just limit ourselves to, like, looking up Strong's. God is extremely uh, complex, and he likes to – he wants to have literals for every level, you know, of, of I don't know, expertise, if you will. So there's other stuff in there like math and gematria, not necessarily all Strong's numbers. So anyway, so I was wondering, is the P a clue to look uh, in pi, or is it a clue to look at prime numbers, right? for prime numbers. Well, what's the 118th prime number? It's the number 647. Okay. And what number is at the 118th digit of pi? So if you're looking at pi, 3.14159 and so on, the 118th digit of pi is right here. And it happens to be the number 647, <laughs> uh, the 118th prime, which, which is amazing almost by itself. Um, so remar remarkably, uh, 647 is the 118th prime number, and the first appearance of the number 647 in pi is at the 118th digit of pi, uh, which is phenomenal. So, so basically, the p meant both pi and prime, right? It's like a double confirmation. So now let's see, you know, so now you can forget about the math. <laughs> so. Why is this number 647 being called out by God in his in his comment that he, he numbered, right? He put this number on it. Um, well, if you look at Strong's Greek, 647, it's apostasion, right? And even though it's used in, in the New Testament as a, as a word for a divorce or like a certificate of divorce, the root Greek meaning of apostasion is notice of departure. And... The Strong's Hebrew 647 is a or the Arabic afala, which means to disappear or to depart. And that's <laughs> a pretty crazy coincidence. Both, both uh, the Greek and the Hebrew of that number have some sort of something to do with departure. Um, afaya also means uh, blowing. So if you look this here, it says afaya, meaning um, blowing, right? So... And I know that one of the other um, names for Feast of Trumpets is the Day of Blowing. So we got yet another reference here to Yom Teruah in our uh, 2023 Revelation 12 time. Yeah. So the Hebrew word for 647 is Afala, which means the Day of Blowing? So the song's Hebrew for 647 is a, is a Faya, right? And that means blowing. Okay. And uh, the afaya is sort of related to the Arabic word afala, and that oh, means to right. disappear. Okay, so if you go to the Strong's, word. Yes, you know, yes. if you actually go to Strong's Hebrew right here, um, that's afaya, and then down here you'll see the Arabic disappears apart. So wow. Okay, so what you what, to summarize what uh, Dana just said there for the people that don't like math <laughs> is this Levi shoemaker represents um, a departure. And, so, yeah. and it also rep represents uh, a day of blowing, right? Right. The, so this Shoemaker Levi comment that God is obviously using in a, in a really big way in this entire sign has a number on it. And that number, through mathematics, is pointing very clearly with like a double confirmation to another number, 647, mm -hmm. which you yeah. can then plug into Strong's and get meaning out of. So yeah. I think that was like a, like this sort of like, um, level two, you know, you know, because he's hiding stuff in Strong's numbers, and this is like the level two version, right? So it's not just yeah. you can't just plug in the number; 
you have to go through a little math, you know, then to get the, the riddle out. So it's like a level two difficulty of riddles. Yeah, wow. So this really means departure and to disappear and a blowing Yamtara. Whoa, and 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 Yamtara, like I said, that other asteroid means Tara. Because of the yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Man. Wow, I don't even Wow. you once again for tuning in to Global Rapture Watchers, where we do daily updates here on YouTube, letting you know that we're one day closer to our Lord and Savior coming back. Thank you for all the support for this channel. This channel was created for God's sheep, those that are waiting for their Lord and Savior to come back and get us in these last days. We do updates once to two times a day here on YouTube. Thank you for all your support for the channel. God bless each and every one of you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.